Oh, this is going to be good. We're going to go back like it was Thursday again. Is that what this show is going to be? They must have had a rough holiday weekend. Like five out of the seven people around on hold just all disappeared. Mm-mm. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to open the mail. Oh, here's a good one. There's some wild mail here today, too, by the way. Some really wild mail. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to open the mail, and if anybody wants to talk to us, that's okay. If not, I'll just sit here and open the mail. Great. Eugene Drymer in, for, in Miami has a great one here, but we can't read it on the air. You know the numbers. I'm not going to give the numbers out. I'll just sit here and wait. And I just, and believe me, this could take till 2 o'clock opening up this mail. I mean, there's just a mountain of mail. And I will say this, the Carroll City Post Office, half of the uh, mail that comes to our P.O. Box for so far, P.O. Box 2214, comes to the radio station. Half of it comes in a box, and half of it comes here. So they are really on top of things over there, man. They are as sharp as a matzo ball at the Carroll City Post Office. Miami Beach, hello. Neil, good morning. Hi. I'm calling about the OVO. When it opened up, it was real nice, and it was popular, and then it started, all the Cubans came, and it chased all the Americans away. And then Club Z opened up, and the city of Miami Beach had to get their hands in it, and it made Cuban, and then again the 1235, which forced Club the OVO to close. Now they got Club New, and they want a $15 cover charge to walk in the door. New? Club New. The Turchin brothers built it. Yeah. I know, the old embers. Oh, right? I know. When you walk in the door, they say new? Well, it's Club New. Yeah, I know. But they say, what's new with $15? Yeah. And then four fifty for a drink. It's nice, but they won't stay in business long. Where's the beach going? South Point with foreclosing? What's happening? You don't know? I don't know. Look around you, sir. But you, you say the old people are ruining the beach? I didn't say the old people are ruining the beach. The beach is dead. The beach is finished. You can go to, to 21st Street Beach. It's like going to the French Riviera. Really? Women lay out their topless. It's, it's beautiful. No, those aren't women. Those are guys on the top. Other women, beach. believe me, plenty of no, women. No, they're guys with big breasts. There's guys on one side of the beach, and, yeah. and the women. But on the other side. It's yeah. like the French Riviera. It's a beautiful... Way on the other side. No, in the middle by the lifeguard. Oh, I see. Well, they're all hovering around him, hoping... But say yesterday, there must have been 200 to 300 topless women on the beach. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. Where are you going to go? I'm telling you, they're all guys. No, they're not guys. You know, guys are on the other side. And the gay girls are on the other side. And in the middle are just... The women that like to come out and think they're on the French Riviera, yeah. they can take their tops off. They run the, the little milk crowd. Uh huh. It's a nice sight. Yeah. But with that to offer, well, how, well how's twelve thirty-five doing? If you speak Spanish, it's doing great. Yeah. See, I don't want to get into another Cuban thing. I know. Today. I don't. I don't blame but, you. But, but it is true that they're there packed are, all the time, jam-packed. Yeah, it is true that there are groups of Cubans, and when they go into places, they they take it over and they kind of ex they drive everybody else out. I don't know why that is. But, and then they uh, switch to another place. Yeah. And, and with the reputation with Ovo, and the city, the city's going to have Bruce Singer and his boys are going to have to lighten up a little bit too. Well, yeah, but you can adopt a horse for only nine hundred dollars a month at uh, on the beach. I was just reading about the wish list of the Miami Beach Commission. They're really great. They should they should adopt the parking meters. You know that they stick you with these two hour limits off the beach, and, and for uh, a quarter, a quarter, 
37 and a half minutes for 25 cents. It's terrible. But it's the beach. Yeah, it's the beach. It should change. I, I'm got it. very disappointed with South Point with what's happening with that. What is this, the third time it's foreclosed? I don't know anything about South Point other than the fact that Ruth Shack lives there. That's all I know. Nobody lives in Ruth Shack. She should live in a shack. Neil, have a good day. You too. Bye. Okay, here's a card. Let's see. It is my guess that you have yet to attend your first concert, recital, opera, or perhaps the legitimate theater. Your only redeeming attribute is your ability to talk and visit the track. Your friendly sued. Oh, this is that Irving Sheckman again in North Bay Village. Let's call Irving today, shall we? Come on, you can get his number. In fact, I'll get the number for you, okay? Because they're not too talkative today. We've got two lines in date open again. Those date people, man, they're turning into a bunch of mung bags. Oh, we got somebody on a mobile phone. Hello? Are you there? I use the cheapskate anyway. Uh, let's see. Just on a little information. Hello? They don't even answer it information. I'm telling you, there's nobody in this town. They're all gone. Yeah, for an Irving Schechtman in North Bay Village. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Irving. Mm-hmm. Unpublished. Thank you. Okay, I guess Irving had his phone number changed since the line. Didn't we call him on the air? Yeah. Wise guy, Irving, but he's still listening. Hallandale, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I tried to call you all last week after I talked to you and told you there wasn't going to sell the station. You asked me if I was psychic. I've seen Westinghouse come in and do that before. Try to scare them into selling. What it amounts to. Yeah. And uh, you're talking about Albertsons? Yes, sir. They got double coupons there all the time. Yeah, these people don't want to fess up with us. We've had very little conversation about Albertsons, and I have no idea why. And, uh, well, I get my prescriptions there because it's the cheapest place I've found to get prescriptions filled. But at Winn-Dixie, when they have double coupons, you only can have one coupon that's worth up to a dollar for every ten dollars worth of purchase. And there was some old gal in there with a fistful one day that bought a bunch of stuff, and she stood and argued and argued and argued, and the cashier says, I just ain't going to argue with you. Yeah. That's it. Well, what can I say, sir? I'm just uh, staying away from Albertsons. I'm finished with Albertsons. Yeah. And I'm sure they could care less because I don't, you know, I don't shop every two days and spend thousands of dollars in groceries, but uh, I'll take my business elsewhere. I'll go to U-Totem or somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Okay, buddy. Have a great life, pal. Miami, hello. Neil? Yes. How you doing today? Okay. Uh, I'd like to start off with, I agree with a lot of things you say, and I like your show a lot. I listen to it all the time. Uh, uh, a couple months back, you had a guy, you didn't, uh, Taffy had a guy on by the name of Chuckie O'Brien, and he got a lot of bad publicity by you. Whether it was uh, justified or not, but, you know, I'm not here to... What do you mean you got a lot of bad publicity by me? Yeah, every time you mentioned that you played the Godfather music. Oh, you mean the guy Jimmy Hoffa's son? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let me just... I, I just want to give him a, a punch if I can. This week, a punch? Uh, you know, it wasn't really advertised down here too much. There was a couple of police officers killed uh, about two months ago in Fort Pierce. Yeah. 
And what he did, uh, he got a hold, he knows quite a few in the entertainers, he got a hold of Waylon Jennings and Carl Perkins and B.B. King's brother Albert King and Jesse Rufus and quite a few people that uh, flew into Fort Pierce. And what they held was a great benefit. It was free. It cost eight bucks for the people donation. And he got all this stuff going. And I think they raised about 200,000 people for these people's families. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I happen to be a teamster myself, and I, I know there's a lot of bad ones out there, you know. But I um, I just wish that, uh, I'm not trying to go to you to make the teamsters a good name. But No, well, the teamsters are never going to have a good name, and I'm glad that uh, he was involved in doing something positive, and that's wonderful, but that certainly doesn't in any way... Uh, take away from the fact that the Teamsters are notorious and have an obnoxious and revolting reputation and are one of the most corrupt unions anywhere in America, if not at the top of the list, and I don't take back anything that I said about them. No, I didn't, you know, I didn't figure you would. No, I'm not going to, because it's true. Why should I take, you know, why should I uh, pretend that it's not? You, you know what I wish I really do? I wish that we would get 5% of the time of what we do for charities and a way of helping children. We were the only ones that backed Project Newborn. That's when your baby's born prematurely. Mm -hmm. All these big corporations didn't have the time for that, but the team just took the time. Now they have a hospital with a helicopter that flies these children, you know, that are born premature. Uh, Jackson Memorial's burn unit, we've given cerebral palsy, cherry kids. Terrific. I mean... I don't know. I'm not looking for a trophy. I'm sure that the Godfather gives money, puts a lot of money in the plate in church on Sunday, too. What does that prove? Neil. <laughs> you know, like I said, I like you, man, but, you know, you should be a little bit more... Uh, more dishonest. No, balanced. Balanced? Yeah, balanced. Oh, in other Look, words, I, you, should, you know what? I should lie a lot. No, if you were worried, okay, about the Teamsters... In the way of corruption. You know what you got to do? You got to go home and build you an 11-foot wall because you can't go to the doctors anymore because they're crooked. You can't go to the priest anymore because they're crooked. I mean, everybody out there has got their bad apples. Do you think that every teamster that's a member is bad? No. You don't? No. Okay. Well, look, I'll leave you with that. And I, uh, like I said, I like your, I like your style and all. And just hang in there, especially with this FCC thing. All right? Okay. Take it easy. You take care. It's 1118 at WYNZ. Boy, the mail today, I'm telling you, just wild mail. I mean, just incredible. And every uh, crank and every old fart that writes hate, I've got about a half a dozen of them who write on a very regular basis with red ink and with certain types of handwriting. And immediately, as soon as I see the first couple of words with the writing, I toss it out. But, I mean, we've really got some creative stuff here today. It's incredible. Uh, we have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. Buenos dias, Dade County. Buenos dias. Miami Beach, hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, yeah, would you be kind enough to give me the number of the Florida uh, for Texas uh, about that governor? No. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, hello. Is that me? Yes. Yes, I want to tell you, uh, Neil, that I want um, uh, too much to drink. Great. I wish I had done the other uh, the others you gave. I would have played them. Yeah, wonderful. Oh, you didn't hear the other ones? No, and I didn't hear them yesterday. Oh, yeah, three-sided coin. Oh, my God. Sixty-seven twenty. Why don't you give me some tomorrow? Cause no, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to start this every day. I can't. It's not, you know, I'm not a uh, tout. Oh, I know it, but you're the best, I tell you. This is the first time I've called you. 
Great. And well, these people that don't understand what you're saying, uh, I referred to a, um, something I read about Abraham Lincoln years and years ago. He says, God help the common people. They don't know which end is up. You betcha. I'm telling you. So you went home a winner then, huh? Oh, yes. Excellent. Listen, uh, by the way, I want to go back to you the last week or the week before. You know, couple on uh, Nightline? Yeah. I always said to my husband, I said, you know, he looks like something, but I can't place it. Howdy doody. Yeah, howdy doody. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so? I've been laughing ever since. <laughs> yeah, in fact, Buffalo Bob Smith uh, sits in the other room when Koppel's on the air, and they have, like, uh, remote control. Yeah, and, you and he know, pulls all the you should be in Koppel's place. Yeah. You'd make him look sick. I know. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Well, uh, that's all I have to say. And listen, lots of luck, and don't pay attention to the masses. The masses are gases. Okay, I'll see you at Calder Saturday. You're going to be out there? I'm going to be out there if I have some winners. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. And have a nice day. You too. In fact, what I would do is I would give you the winners for Calder Saturday morning if I were going to be on the air, but I won't. I'm taking Saturday off. I just came in this morning. I told them I'm taking Saturday off. And they said, okay. You know, when you've got a seven share, you tell them I'm taking the day off. If you've got a one share and you say I'm taking the day off, they say, hey, take the year off, you know? Just don't come back. Now that I have all this muscle, you know, you have to kind of push your weight around a little bit. And I have plenty of it to push. And by the way, the six weeks after that, I may not come in either, you know. And then, of course, they say, hey, it's nice, but uh, get lost. 21 minutes past 11 at WYNZ. Now, listen, I'll do all the breaks you want this hour, okay, because my log is virgin here. You know, I have nothing uh, written in, no extraneous stuff. So let's do one, and then we'll kind of play it by ear. To give you an idea of how psychotic the mail is today, I mean, not all of it. Most of it is good mail, and a lot of it including from all over the country. See, some of the old bags are very upset because the So Far campaign has really finally taken off all over the country. And we had uh, Congressman Larry Smith on last week, and he is with us, and there are going to be hearings held. You know, this isn't just a whistling in the dark again, and that's what's got them real upset. So every wacko, every old fart in the world out there has written in over the weekend. And now, to show you how psychotic the mail is, here's an envelope, and inside's a little scrap of paper, and on it it says... Wake up, Neil. You did not discover the bad effects of censorship. And included are about 20 of these stamps. You know, they're not postage stamps, but they're things you put on the back of an envelope. Censorship in a free society, it's a bad match. And it shows a burning matchbook with the American flag on it, People for the American Way. Well, I've seen these for a long time. Did we say we discovered the bad effects of censorship on this show? I mean, what is this? All? In other words, it's, it's like they put these in there in a positive way, but there's got to be a little shot. I'm telling you, man, these people are just, they're doing something funny in the water in this town. They really are. They're really uh, incredible. Pembroke Pines, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. This is the second time I'm calling. Now, I got a gripe. I'm 60 years old. Yeah. I went to Winn-Dixie Saturday with my grandson. Yeah. So they have this here box with these here, um, what are these, rubber shoe, rubber things that the kids like? Rubber things, yeah. Oh, he said, uh, Grandma, can I have a pair? So I went over, and I was looking, and this old lady came over, and she dropped these things on the floor. And she says to me, pick them up. I said, are you telling me or asking me? Yeah. She says, I'm ordering you. <laughs> and I says to her, hey, you kiss my you-know-what. Yeah. So she turned around, and she said, you know, the F word. Are you serious? So I told her, now, why now, don't you call up Neil Rogers and tell him that? Yeah. He loves you people. She says, oh, not, you're, you are one of his listeners? I says, yes. So then she says to me, 
Well, you could take your grandson and shove him. You know, Neil, I wanted to hit her with a loaf of bread. Yeah, you should have. She was so nasty. Yeah, you should have hit her with a stale rye. My husband had the nerve to tell me, respect your elders. Mm-hmm. I said, what, are you kidding? She was, uh, and then we go down another aisle, and she bumps me in the ankle with her guard. And I said to her, what? Hey, lady, are you following me? She says, that's for not picking up the, the stuff I ordered you to pick up. Oh, boy, I would have bopped her on the head so hard she would have spun sideways. Those kind of people? She would have flown over the Kool-Aid into the, uh, into the soda fountain. And my grandson started no, that's, to cry, that's it, you know, uh, because... Table supply. Put my hand up. I wanted to do something. But I figured she'll sue me, so I said F you when I walked away. Good. That's all. Good for you. Just say F you. Like that's what does it. Okay. A lot of old people, they think that they own the world. That's right. They're miserable. Uh, not all of them, but the Very ones... Miserable. We don't have to do disclaimers, because by now like they know that. who we're talking about. They know who we're talking about. The same ones we've been talking about since the first of the year. You know, that's why I listen to you. The crabby, old, rotten, disgusting prunes who think they're the only people in the world and all the rest of us have got to get out of the way to make way for them. No, but she ordered me. Yeah. She even told me. You um, know, I'm saying to her, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, uh, would you pick it up? I mean, what would you have done? Yeah. Mm, okay. What would I have done? I would have smashed her in the mouth. Really? Yeah, I'd have made her. I would have made her uh, teeth well, I had wind a... up in a glass at Publix, and this was in Winn Dixie. <laughs> I had a French loaf of bread, and I had it in my hand. It was so tempting. Yeah, that you should have. So tempting. Yeah. And she had on all this. Only you wouldn't. Up. You wouldn't want to pollute your bread. She looked like she sat in the sun uh, yeah. when she was fifteen and didn't get out until she was seventy. Yeah. But I really appreciate you, Nick, because you tell the truth. Okay. All right. I'll have see, a nice day. I'll see you at Albertsons. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We still haven't had one call, not one call, from anybody who has been able to explain to us the Albertsons syndrome. And if you think I'm making it up, boy, you're, you're living in a dream world. You are living in a total dream world. It's just like the uh, convenience store syndrome. It's the same thing. Every Albertsons is like a magnet. A magnet. And maybe it's because of the double coupons. Maybe that's the answer. Do you think that's it? Got a caller on a mobile phone. Hello. Neil. Yes. Neil? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to listen to you at night. I like guys on the fringe. You used to have that dating show. Yeah. I used to listen to you when you were uh, having that dating game. How, long, how many years has that been? Uh, five or six years. Hello? Five or six years. Five or six? Yeah. yeah. I, I like your show now. I mean, I, I'm a salesman. I drive around, so I listen to you all day. And I think one of the reasons why these people get all upset with you is because, I mean, you're pretty honest with them. You tell them this is just entertainment. I think that they just uh, get a little carried away with some of the things that you say to them. No, they can't handle that. They don't realize, uh, you know, that you, you are going to take sides. Yeah, they one can't. One of the things that I was interested in your feelings ma, ma, about is, ma. you know, the Tammy uh, and Jim show. Did you feel that they should uh, be off the air, or did you feel that... You know, that they're just entertainment, too. Don't you think that they just laughed when they went back to their private suites? And No, they're not entertainment. They're rip-off artists. Yeah. But the public well, I is... I agree with you, but I mean, I think I those people... I used to watch them for just pure entertainment. I couldn't believe how ludicrous people could get. Yeah. But the thing was, they were entertaining. They were so ridiculous. And I, I can't imagine who the people... I never knew anyone who ever spent money into them. 
But I'm sure that those people got some kind of damn vicarious thrill out of spending money away. Yeah, they were getting uh, thrills. You know, almost maybe like you get at the horse races or something. Because I, I like... Do you set a limit for yourself, or do you, like me, you just go down there and just blow whatever you got in your pocket? No, I take everything. What I do is I go to the bank, and I take out all my life savings every time I go. And then, you know, if I still have any left, I come back home. Someday we hope to quietly tell our story, a story of two sinners saved by grace. It's 11.31 at WYNZ. I would have kept him on longer, but uh, we had a bad connection, and he couldn't hear a word I was saying. You know, I'm not going to sit here and shout. You know, I'm not going to do my Lee Fowler imitation. Uh, we have an open line in Dade again, 624. Is there any, seriously, is there anybody left in Dade County who speaks English? Why is this? Why is this? I'm telling you, Dade County is really, um, it is a foreign country. There's no sense in beating around the bush. 624-0191. Now, I think maybe what we ought to do is make a swap, okay? Those of you who live in Broward, as I do, would you like to make a trade with Dade County? What we will do... What we'll do is we'll trade for all of the people who are living and breathing who want to be, you know, decent, civilized. We don't care what they are. You know, we're not in this ethnic thing. Because there are a lot of, especially the younger Cubans, you know, are really nice people and they're really with it. And they're not all to the right of Attila the Hunt. And uh, anybody else who speaks English in Dade County wants to, you know, live as part of a breathing and living place. We will exchange them in Broward. We'll take them in and we will send out to Dade all of the, uh, you know, the crowd in Sunrise, in Tamarack, you know who I'm talking about? The people who shop at Albertsons. We'll make a swap. Hollywood, hello. Hi. Uh, the latest on the FCC ruling is on the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I don't know if you got it in the, uh, in the station or not, but WBAI is going to challenge the ruling by broadcasting Ulysses. And, uh, Great. And uh, as a direct challenge. Excellent. Uh, they have a quote here, which is tremendous. Uh, Ulysses has been this through this kind of controversy before. Fifty-four years ago, the U.S. government tried to ban the book for obscenity, but a federal judge approved its publication. It is extraordinary that this would be surfaced at some guy at the Columbia University. Yeah. Dismisses the FCC as troglodytes and Philistines. Excellent. And the FCC hasn't responded so far, and most observers expect the commission to try to duck the issue. So, uh, anyway, BRI is going to do a test of it, and they're going to broadcast it at 11 p.m., so they can't say the kids are listening. Yeah, That's beautiful. And it, it, it is a raunchy piece of literature. <laughs> okay, well, listen, good luck to you and, and the campaign. Okay, thanks for the information. That's great. I'll say one thing about the Pacifica Corporation, boy. They sure are not uh, rolling over and playing dead. They immediately filed suit in federal court against the FCC on the KFPK ruling. They're appealing that, and now they're even pushing them further. And, you know, the FCC knows that they made a bad mistake, and they know they got caught with their hand in the First Amendment, and uh, they're starting to weasel out already, as that indicates, right? That's the good news. Miami, hello. Hello. Hi. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good. Um, and I just, first I want to congratulate you. You're doing a real good job with that So Far campaign. We're trying. Okay. But, you know, I totally disagree with the, uh, the fact that you're bashing the Cubans this morning. I mean, I'm one of those young Cubans. Wait, wait a minute, that I'm bashing who? The Cubans. Who said I'm bashing Cubans? Or Spanish-speaking people. You shouldn't generalize. I, you know, you did say that the younger generation... Um, I just got you saying you, that like, like... What you said earlier. See, I couldn't get in earlier. I just got you saying 40 seconds ago. Earlier. About all the great younger Cubans, yeah. Wasn't I, I, didn't I just say that? Before that, before that, you said you were take, they were taking over the, the club. 
the clubs and uh, I disagree totally also with that guy that called earlier saying that if you don't speak Spanish, if you speak Spanish, it's great, but otherwise, forget it, because we take over everything. Well, No, he didn't say they take over everything, but he said, and it's true, in a lot of places, and I've seen it for myself, many places in Dade County, uh, the clientele begins to change, and almost all Cubans begin uh, to become the uh, Well, it's not, patrons. well, we don't run anybody out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll run themselves out. If they feel intimidated because we, or threatened because we both, we speak both languages and they don't, that's not our problem. See, we don't run well, wait, wait a minute. What kind of an attitude is that, though? That's not our problem. That is their own, you know, if anything, we're good for the business then. Yeah, but wait, don't you hear what you just said and the way you said it? You know, if they don't speak both languages, that's not our problem. What does that mean? Well, that means that... I mean, who cares how many languages you I speak? I feel that he should not feel... He should not feel that we're running them out. He's running himself out. If he feels intimidated or um, not in place or out of place because, we, we, you know, we can speak either language at any time. Yeah. That, you know, what can we do about that? I mean, we don't run them out. Well, what, them. what you could do is speak English in public like most of the rest of people in America do, and that would solve that part of the problem. I, if I'm speaking to a Spanish-speaking person, I can speak any language I want because well, they'll understand. Well, but you see, you know, you called and you started chastising me, and by your behavior in this call, all you're doing is setting back relations 50 years by this kind of attitude. You know, I can speak any language I want. You, oh, that, I'm that, not saying... That's true, you can, but again... If, if I'm you, speaking to a person that understands me in Spanish... Well, I'm sure that most of the people... I, who go into those clubs are young enough that they all understand English real well. I know. Yeah. I know, but... So, th so then what's the problem, if you know? Well, the problem is that we are not we are not running anybody out. They run themselves. Oh, but wait a minute. Let's not, sk let's not skip on to another subject. Let's, let's stick with what you just said to me. You said if, if we want to speak to somebody in another language, we'll speak in any language we want. No, I said not anybody. I said if I'm speaking to a Spanish-speaking person, I can speak Spanish to them if I want. Why should I speak to them in English also, you know, like 100% of the time when they also understand Spanish? What do you mean when they also understand Spanish? You but just have to, to agree you, with me that, that they all understand one English. Other... No, I don't want to talk to you, lady. I really don't because I don't want to start this whole business all over again. You're, I'm, you know, the longer I keep you on the ear, the more destructive it is. And, and the more it will invite more of the calls because all you're doing is proving the point that the man made before. And it's disgusting. If you could only tape what you're saying and listen to it back. And you're just unreasonable, that's all. You already agreed with me that all of those young people in there speak English perfectly. So there's no excuse for this business. Well, if I want to speak to them in Spanish, all you're doing is driving other people out. It's, it's, it's antisocial behavior. And boy, I'm telling you, it's just so difficult to try to restrain yourself from getting involved again and all wound up in this bilingual thing because it doesn't accomplish anything. But, you know, I haven't changed my tune on it one bit in spite of what some of the fanatic people out there in the audience think. I still think it is disgusting and revolting when you go out in public in this country. If you're capable of speaking English, speak it. And stop using your language as a weapon. And you heard it in her voice. Well, we'll speak to anybody in any language we want. If they can speak Spanish, well, if I want to speak Spanish to them, that's okay. And if they don't like it, but we're not driving them out. <sighs> Boy, that's that's pathetic. She can stay in date, that one, okay? She can stay in date. 22 before noon. Should we take another break now? We've got one more? Okay, well, let's save it. Save the good stuff for later. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Is the uh, so far petition valid without addresses? It's well, yeah. It's not a formal petition, so it doesn't make any difference. Oh, it doesn't. No. Okay. Would you play the Driving Dead? I haven't heard that in a while. The Driving Dead, boy, that's uh, dredging up something from the deep past. Yeah, I like that one. 
Boy, I tell you, it may take me hours to find that, but I'll do what I can. Okay, thank you. Okay, have a great day. The most horrifying movie you'll see this year happens in broad daylight. They look like senior citizens, but behind the wheel, on the open road, they become the driving dead. Yes, death travels at five miles per hour. Dead from the neck up, they ceaselessly prowl the streets of the city. Striking mind-numbing fear into the hearts and minds of drivers everywhere. See them come to a dead halt in the middle of an intersection. See them ruthlessly ignore stoplights. See them drive all day with a turn signal on. So chilling, you'll be afraid to drive home from the theater. Don't miss the driving dead coming to a dead stop near you. We actually have somebody on the line from Panama City. Well, let's put that yes. one on. Hello. Neil. Yes. Yeah, first time caller, but I've listened to you ever since you came on daytime, because that's my hours. Um, but I was born and actually went to school in Panama City, and uh, I was just up there two weeks ago on vacation. Yeah. And that's about the size of it. That's all you can do up there is go on vacation, because they do have beautiful beaches. Oh, yeah. I've been up to the beaches there. They're great. But the school system, the pits... And Leonard Hall, Neanderthal. Doesn't that rhyme? Yeah, we could make a song out of that. Yeah. Leonard Hall, the Neanderthal. Right. Uh, even uh, even a lot of the local people uh, have to uh, laugh at Leonard Hall about some of the things that he's, he said. But uh, uh, it, it really is, uh, like you said, basically, when you're talking about the panhandle, you're either talking really South Georgia or South Alabama. Yeah. You know, it just depends on what side of the river you live on. You bet. But... Uh, I'm all for uh, making uh, that part of uh, the panhandle, you know, Georgia and Alabama, and uh, making this part of the area another state. Even this part is uh, is crazy in itself, but nevertheless. Yeah, I think what we ought to do is we ought to take a lot of these prunes and we ought to give them a state, like maybe <laughs> Georgia. Let's send them all to Georgia. They, what do they call it, the peach tree state? That's correct. Yeah, the prune state. You know, same family, just another fruit. But uh, I just thought I'd put my two cents in worth. Uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, the school system is definitely behind the times. Yeah, and that's... Larry Hall was just trying to put it back into the uh, 19th century. Yeah. Well, listen, I think maybe we'll get Leonard Hall on the show. We'll uh, fly him down. But in essence, you know, if it wasn't for the beaches, you know, there wouldn't be a panhandle. Can you imagine Leonard Hall hearing this show? Maybe we could pipe the show into Panama City. That would give him something to get upset about. There you go. He'd have a nervous breakdown. Okay, Neil. Okay, hang in there. Appreciate it. Okay, congratulations for escaping from Panama City. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, this mail, this mail today, it's just uh, mind-boggling. First of all, there's so much of it. It's four days mail. And secondly, I'm telling you, we have got stuff here. I wish I could read it on the air. Enough is enough. You are obnoxious. You are a fart. You are the scum of the earth. You are losing your sponsors. You are vulgar. Early bird burial for you. Signed, Lee Fowler, Mike Miller, and Sandy. 
And on the back of the envelope, it says, Hallandale Early Birds. This is the same one. I got three envelopes from these people today. Got a new crew, a new crew of uh, Klansmen up there in Broward. Probably Daffy's audience. Uh, Miami, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Great, man. Listen, is it true that uh, John Broward's filling in next week uh, when Daffy's gone, or what? Yeah, no, we're just going to get John Broward's boots and put him in the chair. <laughs> it's true. Listen, just to, just two quick things. Uh, you said Ovo closed? Yeah, the Ovo's out of business. No kidding. What do you attribute that to? What do I attribute it to? The fact that Miami Beach is dead. But do you think there's any any hope of marketing the beach? I mean, we got to do something with it. It's, it's... What do you mean? Wait a minute. What, what do you mean we got to do something? What does that mean? What do you propose that we do with Miami? Well, I propose that we get casino gambling down here, but it's not going to happen. I don't have any alternative. And I, I talked to the people on the beach till I'm blue in the face, and I said, how about having a decor here, making this Waikiki East, okay? Yeah, with a Marco Polo, that'd be great. They'd have to bring that down south again. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wasn't so obnoxious, and I've got a lady on the phone here. Well, then why are you still listening, lady? Why are you still listening? No, well, hold on a second. Why are you still listening? Yeah. Well, why don't you turn it off? Why are you calling us and bugging us? Why don't you turn it off? What do you mean you don't? Well, if you don't want to turn it off, then you're going to sit there and be upset. You want to be upset? Are we doing a service by upsetting you? Maybe you have a good BM if we get you upset enough. No, I'm not being nasty. Why are you calling here and telling us what to do on the air, you old bag? Get off the phone. Get out of my life. Go away, lady. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> Who was that, man? Some old bag. She used to like me better at night. She just turned it on, and she's all upset, and it used to be nice, and it used to be that, you know. One of those old bags. She probably was the one at uh, Albertson's the other day. There you go. Listen, just to, just getting back to the beach, you just propose that it stays there? We just let it, you know, get worse with... No, I just got through telling you what I proposed, and they just look at you and they nod their head, and uh, they're, they're oblivious. They're just in a dream world. Oh, we're going to paint this building pink, and we're going to paint this one green, and look at all these yuppies at the Carlisle, and it's great. They think everything is wonderful, so as long as they continue to lie to the public in blue sky, nothing is going to happen. Unreal. The beach, Neil, the beach needs a, a giant I know bulldozer. I'm a big sports fan, but uh, you have any uh, basketball favorites? Anybody you're pulling for in the stretch? I'll tell you one thing. As long as the Celtics lose, I'll be delighted. Oh. Man. I hate the Celtics with a passion like you wouldn't believe. And if you look at their uniforms, man, with those silly little socks they got on, have you ever noticed how the uh, Celtics? This has been for years. With the, just look at the socks. I mean, there's something wrong with that team. There's something that looked like they're all out of uh, some kind of a um, mental unit or something. <laughs> I'm telling you. They are. Listen, it's the first time I called you, but uh, keep up uh, the entertainment. You're doing a great job. Good well, I was, a lot, I was a lot better at night. Just remember that. I will. See you later. Take care, buddy. Okay. Oh, you were so nice at night, and what's happened? You've gotten so nasty, and you've gotten this, but I will not turn it off. I'll, I'll exercise my own free options, and I'm going to listen. I don't care what happens. You should have heard her. I wish we could have put her on the air. I just couldn't resist listening, as I could tell. Kyle was jumping up and down in the chair. He was having a good time. I don't want to miss out. We have a couple open lines in Broward now. Look at that. Look at that. 764-0707. And let's go to Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Is that me? That's you. Um, what exactly did you say about Albertsons earlier? I... I tuned a little okay, bit I, late. All I right, let me, little okay, well, I don't want to repeat the whole thing, but what I said is that Albertsons, all of them, no matter where they're located, seem to attract this barbaric clientele of these nasty people 
these miserable old people who think that they're the only people in the store, and it just, I don't understand it. I don't understand why, and, and I talked about my experiences at a couple of the public stores, but in certain parts of town where there are a lot of this type of people living. But Albertsons, no matter where the location is, seems to attract these miserable, obnoxious people who behave in a way that's just absolutely unacceptable. Well, that's strange. I didn't know that you meant the, the older crowd, because every time I've gone to Albertsons, they're very strange-looking people, but I haven't run into older people so much. I only go into Albertsons once in a while when, when I have to grab something quickly and they're open. Wait, which one is this? It's one of Fort Lauderdale on uh, commercial. Oh, yeah. And uh, strange people. I mean, punk hairdos <laughs> and things like that and, and weird. No, it's funny because uh, Kyle was telling me that they have a new Albertsons in Pembroke Pines at University in Pines. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me that he used the same word. He said the strange, strange people. Strange people. Yeah. And coming in with, with uh, a child, and you, the child looks great, and you think that... They will. There will be two normal-looking people pushing the cart or whatever, and they're weird. I mean, they look. You talk about the Celtics. This this is something strange, and it's always been that way ever since they opened. And I don't know why. It isn't just because at two o'clock in the morning uh, or something like that. It's all the time. There are a few normal-looking people. You know, I I go in there, so there must be a few. But very strange people, and I've never seen a bunch of old people. It's always young and spaced out, kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, maybe Albertsons only attracts spaced out people of all ages. <laughs> maybe that's it. Except me, except me. Except us, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, you're funny. Okay. I, I love the, the letter from Sandy and Mike. Wasn't that good? I got another one here. I got a whole bunch of Spotlight magazines that somebody sent me from Fort Lauderdale. It's, the mail today is great. I could do a week's worth of shows just on today's mail. Do. I'll Read see, some more. Okay, I'll see you at Winn-Dixie. Bye. Bye-bye. It's 11 before noon at WINZ. Wait till you hear this. I thought this was a put-on, okay? I open up this big manila envelope, lend a friend, reply memo. I will not let the spotlight's voice be silenced. It's one of these things that they, you know, hand around for people to subscribe to this anti-Semitic racist rag, the spotlight, the Liberty Lobby in Washington. He sent it to the wrong person. He should have sent these to Daffy, shouldn't he? Well, although I guess he already subscribes. Dear Neil, I enjoy your show, although I only get to hear you during the lunch hour. Attached is some information on the Council on Foreign Relations and its sister organization, the Trilateral Commission. You notice how they love these right-wing nuts. They all love that word sister. Right? The seven sisters and the uh, sister organizations, and uh, they're just a bunch of sisters in the spotlight, I guess. I've included three weekly issues of the Spotlight. They keep tabs on these two organizations. I found their articles to be timely and informative, Oh, man. Is this incredible? They normally charge $30 a year, but are running a subscription drive, and you can get 52 issues for only $15. Thanks for the courtesy. See, listen to the way he spells courtesy. C-U-R-T-I-S-E-Y. The courtesy of your time. Don something or other. Davis. Don Davis in Fort Lauderdale. Thanks for the courtesy. C-U-R-T-I-S-E-Y. Or maybe he meant curtsy. Huh? I'll tell you one thing. If he's one of those sisters and he came in a studio, he probably would curtsy. Genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Okay, ten minutes before noon. I can't believe this mail, I'm telling you, folks. Let's all just jump into the wastebasket. We could have a hell of a time in there. Okay, we do have another break to take, and I think we will do it this hour. I don't want to get the old ladies upset out there, but there's a, in the prestigious Miami Review, this is on page 10, May 20th, 
Here's a public service ad from the American Red Cross. Big letters. White letters on a black background. Life's a beach. Until the floodwaters of a hurricane rip through town, leaving hundreds of homeless, if you can't spare even a few dollars to help, you ought to be ashamed. Life's a beach. I hope they don't see that in Hollywood. They really get upset. Somebody in Boca calling on her dime. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. May I make two comments? Um... Uh, I left Miami 30 years ago. Did you get my ladder? I mean, 30 years I lived there, and I moved to Boca. Did you get my letter about the ex-Nazis out of Argentina? No. Uh, stealing everything off of uh, everything. What did you think about Mr. Donovan crossing himself? He was a pretended ex-priest, and he's now free from the Reagan... Uh, May I have a comment on that? Genuflex, genuflex, genuflex. Okay, it's 11.55. By the way, um, some dirty old lady wanted to hear the leprechaun ad. Can you believe that? Some Was it an old lady that wanted to hear that? Shame on her. Kendall, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How are you? Good. This is, I'm a first-time caller, and I will say that I don't always agree with what you say, but you are a very good commentator, and... Uh, you're not boring. And I'll say one thing. For someone who doesn't have a show today and only mail to read, boy, you're really faking it real good today. And only what? And, and only mail to read. Right. That's it. Faking it very well. Yeah. My uh, call really isn't directed to you. It's to that young lady that called a while ago about um, the bilingual problem. I know you don't like to beat a, a oh, horse. God, I knew it. I knew she'd open up the whole thing all over again. Um. I am a Cuban-American. I was born and raised here in the United States. My yeah. parents are Cubans. My father served this country during World War II. I grew up at a time in California where there were no Cubans. I didn't know what a black bean was or a plant, and that was just a story I'd hear from a little island from Cuba. And I moved here to Miami with my husband 10 years ago for business reasons. Um, and I've run across many people like this young lady who are always talking about the language to language. All I have to say for people like this is, gee whiz, if this country is so bad because we speak English, why don't they go back to Cuba? In this country, they're able to have a car. They're able to have a television. They have a chance to purchase a home. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about during the Castro regime. I'm talking about during the Batista regime and all the other regimes before them. People like her and millions of other Cubans who now have a little house and a car and a TV couldn't afford anything because they were not allowed to, because they couldn't afford it. They didn't have the money or the education. That was only for the elite. And what really irritates me is when I meet a Cuban-American born and raised here, and they talk like, man, I just come from Mariel. Yeah. What kind of stuff is that? Yeah. I, I am the first one. I have no qualms to tell them, you're an American first. Oh, but my parents are from Cuba. Who so cares? You're an American now. Who cares? My grandparents are from Poland and Russia. Do you think I go over big speaking Russian in this town? Uh, sure. And I tell them, and I said, listen, if it's so bad, go back. Oh, well, we can't go back because of Castro. Well, then stop crying. If I had, listen, my husband is Chinese from Jamaica, right? Yeah. If I had to go to China to live, you think they're going to talk to me in, in English? They're going to talk to me in Chinese. If I had to go to Italy, you think they're going to talk to me in English? They're going to talk to me in Italian. And I would make the best, and I would educate myself to learn the language and to speak it properly without some kind of a foreign accent. And I want to tell that girl, and I hope she's listening, if you're an American, be proud of an Ameri that you're in the United States. 
Because if you lived in Cuba, you would have nothing. Just remember that the United States has a lot of faults. It's not perfect. I know that. But it's a hell of a lot better than a lot of other countries because I have lived in other countries, and I know. Okay. And I uh, hope she's listening. Well, and all I'm the good. other Cubans and those other people, Americans who are Cubans, and try to fix your language, speak better, and don't pretend you're from another country. Okay. Thank you, Neil. I'm glad you got it off your chest, okay? You feel better? Thanks, Neil. Okay, she feels better. My name, Jose Jimenez. Okay, we're at the end of this hour. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. Let's not start on that today, huh? Please, I beg you. I mean, it accomplishes nothing. It gets everybody's blood pressure up 50 points, and the bottom line is courtesy. I mean, if you want to get along, if you want everybody to get then let's speak English, huh? And let's cut the crap. Mike Wolf is here with the local and area news headlines. CBS <laughs> CBS has the world news at noon, and uh, we'll come back at 12.06. 07 at WINZ, we hope you're having a great day after. And we have about four options now because it's the noon hour. We could do lunchtime at the Moldies. And I want to thank the listener who sent me Touch Me on cassette by the doors, which I've just carted up. You're li you like that. Okay. Well, I've got it at home. I've got it on compact disc and on record, and I think also on cassette. I've got all those Doors LPs, but somehow I just can't remember to dub it. But now that it came to the station and it was in my hand during the new news, what better thing to do than dub it on cart, right? And I did it. Great. That's one. Number two, one of the listeners sent me that letter. Although a couple of people have already read it on the air, that form letter that looks like a personal letter signed Dick Capen. But it's not Dick Capen because underneath the signature it says RGC slash IS. I think they left a word out. RGC is something, right? Now, those are the initials of whoever typed it and probably signed it. Who knows? It's just a form letter, a letter of desperation, begging people to reconsider. By the way, today's a good day to cancel your Herald subscription. I mean, if Gary Hart wasn't enough for you, the ad in Espanol the other day ought to be, right? So that's number two. We could do that. Number three, the lady wanted to hear the leprechaun spot. That's number three. Or, of course, number four, we got a full board of calls. <laughs> They're that good? Are you serious? Oh, there got to be some good ones on there, no? Okay, so um, I'll tell you what. We'll take some calls and we'll take a vote. Should we take a vote on what we should do first? Okay, wait a minute. Here comes a message. we got somebody on Miami Beach who's alive. Okay, hello. Hello, Neil. Are you alive? Oh, I'm alive. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I want to call. I called you just to tell you one thing. I've been living in Miami Beach for about three years now. Yes, sir. I originally moved down from New York about five and settled in Miami Lakes on borderline Hialeah. After about two years of living there, we couldn't take it anymore, and we felt, well, if we're in Florida, let's go to the beach. I mean, that's the reason most people come here. So we did. We moved to the beach. And I want to tell you, I feel like that saying, will the last American please take the flag? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I don't think anybody in my neighborhood speaks English anymore. I mean, on my days off, I'm the only one around. It's, it's so boring. Um, basically, I'm a musician. I'm a drummer, a rock drummer. And um, I always have a job in the daytime. I'm at my job right now, matter of fact. But um, we go around the beach all the time looking for things to do. You talk about Club Ovo, $15 to get in. I knew that wouldn't last very long. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then another 15 just to get out. I mean, who would go there in their right mind? You talk about 
screaming people and yelling and everything. Uh, yeah, the night that I went in there, there were a lot of screamers in there. I play in the cameo, I play in the clubs <laughs> around here, and basically it's mostly American kids who like rock and roll. But the point I called to make was, as a musician playing rock music in Miami, forget about it. Um, it's a good thing that I, I record my own songs because I would go crazy trying to stay, uh, keep my chops up here, trying to stay in rhythm with the community. There's no places to play. The same 40 people come out to see you. Yeah. And it's really sad. I'm looking around all the time going, where is everybody? Anybody who's ever tried to make anything of themselves musically here has left. They've gone to New York, gone to uh, California. And I just like Every, to hear everybody from except people Andy in Miami Gibb and who feel the same way. I mean, uh, you know, you leave, leave Miami and you go to Broward, so we have them all up in Broward. The only thing left are the Latin people on the beach. I walk into the store, they speak Spanish. I go to my insurance man. They only speak, um, they're Haitian, they speak French. I go to the Japanese restaurant to get something to eat, they don't speak English. I feel like a foreigner <laughs> in my own city. You know what? I live in Plantation, everybody speaks English. Yeah. Well, there's something. I mean, Plantation may not be exciting, but there's something to be said for that. Well, I remember playing in Plantation in a club one evening, and the only people that came out were the Indians, the Masuki Indians. <laughs> It was wild. Um, well, you wanted Native Americans, didn't you? You got it. One of the, uh, I think our bass player was almost body slammed by one of the female Indians that were uh, in the club that evening. <laughs> he was a beauty, let me tell you. I think the, the bouncer slammed her on the pool table. She fell off the pool table, was laying on the floor for a few minutes. Yeah. And we kept playing. We're looking around going, what's going on here? Oh, she yeah, that's... And continues dancing around like nothing happened. Yeah, that's that Princess High Karate. I've seen her in action. I'm, well, basically, what I really wanted to call and say is I love your program. If it wasn't for you, I think I'd go crazy. I know. Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, hang in there. It's going to get a lot worse on the beach before it gets better. You watch. It's dead here, and I don't understand why. I, it's a beautiful place to live. It's it's just lovely here. The weather's nice all the time. Miami in general, but I just don't understand where everybody is going. Where are they? I know. This could be paradise. I keep saying that. Like over this holiday weekend, we had this great weather, and every time I'd walk outside, I'd think, boy, this is just great. Why is it Why is it that we have to have all this misery among us? Why can't we just ship all those miserable people to Georgia and get rid of them? Hey, I was in Georgia last summer. Yeah. Played in Athens in a bar. Yeah. I couldn't wait. It was redneck hell. I couldn't wait to get my back to Miami and all to see all the ethnic people fighting again. It's just wonderful. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for letting me uh, get on the program, and I wish you the best of luck. Hang in there. I don't know how you don't get an ulcer from this program. Well, I just don't pay any attention to it. I'm reading the mail. Well, God bless you. Thank okay, you. Okay, see you later. Come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? What was that promise that you made? Why won't you kill me when she says? What was that promise that you made?
That should uh, pacify somebody, right? Who wanted to hear that? I was the one who wanted to hear it. Right? Okay, I'm pacified, okay? Somebody at work in Hollywood. Hello. How you doing? Okay. But you didn't know that uh, Jim Morrison went to Melbourne High, did you? No. Yeah, he was a Florida boy. Really? Yes, in fact, I used to surf with people that went to school with him. But that's not why I called. I'm uh, sure of it. I'm glad that you brought up Albuses because I, I often wondered what that happens to the people that you see in Denny's, like from about 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah. You see them in Albuses in the daytime. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, you know, I often thought, you know, these people just come out for Denny's, you know, and then they go back and they got to do something in the daytime. But they definitely go to Albuses in the daytime. Yeah. Uh, Friday, you had. Uh, well, wait, wait, a, wait a minute. Maybe the fact they eat at Denny's explains their behavior. That could be it, because I tell you, I've only eaten at Denny's about two or three times, and I've got to tell you, I learned my lesson. Yeah. Hard way. Nothing ever comes hot at that place. You, you, you get it served cold, and then you return it, and then it comes back about another 15 minutes later burned. Yeah, the only thing that comes warm is the iced tea. That's about it. That's about it. Listen, Friday, you just were talking briefly in regards to earrings, and I, I had called Friday, and, and we had been disconnected. I didn't hang up on you, but um, I had uh, called with information in regards to how earrings became a part of European men's attire. Yeah. Uh, apparently, originally, the idea of... A I, by the way, before you go on, I don't know if we can say that. What? European. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, let me straighten this up. Western man. Okay. Okay. Um, apparently, the only way a, a Western man was uh, able to wear one earring in his ear is if he had gone through a military or a naval, I should say, more correctly, a naval engagement. I don't think we can say that either, naval engagement. <laughs> so the only way, if you saw a man with an earring in his ear, it meant he was a veteran of a naval war. And it kind of showed, hey, I paid my dues. I've been through a, um, a military skirmish on the high seas. And from that point on, he was eligible to wear an earring in his ear. 
but that's only on Western man. That has nothing to do with Eastern man. That's that's a different story entirely. But that occurred about three, four hundred years ago, and um, everyone's forgotten about that tradition on how you got the earring in your ear, and uh, now everyone wears an earring in their ear. But that's how it started. Fantastic. Yeah. So now, now you know. Boy, I really learned something today. My pirates wore an ear uh, earring in their ear. Yeah. Well, maybe that would help the Pittsburgh Pirates. Maybe we could uh, turn things around a little bit. I think they could use earrings in both ears. Yeah. And even then, I don't think it would help them. No. But anyway, listen. Thank you for bringing up Albuses because I agree. It's like you see the people in Albuses. They came out of the barroom scene of Star Wars. It's uh, it's really incredible. And the one in Allendale was was the worst. Yeah, in fact, I saw Mark Hamill in Albertsons the other day, and his grandmother was beating him over the head with a cane. I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? It yeah. only happens in Albertsons and in Denny's late yeah. in the morning. Okay, I... well, you gave us two answers. I thank you. Uh, have a good day. See you later. The cards are here, ladies and gentlemen, right hot from the printer. They're still warm. It's like some of the bodies in our audience. They're still warm, but only for a short time. Now, these are the ones for the representatives, and they look great. Don't those look good? Yeah. Don't talk. Dear, <laughs> although I'll tell you, you got rave reviews for your performance on Saturday. Don't let it go to your head. Now, you're going to be doing Daffy's show when she goes to uh, France, right? On Monday. Monday only. And then Marshall's going to come in here one day. And Don Stoddard's going to come in here. Boy, I'm going to be sick that day. What day is Stoddard coming in? I'll be out. Wednesday? I'll be gone. Well, wait a minute. Let's see. Yeah, that's next week. Calder will be open Wednesday. They're dark Monday and Tuesday. But they'll be open Wednesday. So if I have a big day Saturday and Sunday, I'll just tell Mark, hey, Wednesday, uh, you know, forget it. And then Thursday, Ira Fistel. Oh, no, Ira Everett. I'll be honest with you. Ira does a pretty good show. I listen to him Sunday morning, and Ira does a good show. He gets a little hysterical, but that's good. We need that. And then Ernie Sochin on Friday on Shabbos, no less. Well, he'll get everybody ready for uh, sundown services Friday. Boy, that Ernie, what a sense of humor. Dear member of Congress, do you support censorship? If not, help us rescind the dangerous FCC ruling that threatens to make serious infringements on our First Amendment rights. The current pattern of censorship and repression in America is all too similar to those those we saw in Nazi Germany, Cuba, and the Soviet Union. Censorship must be by individual choice, the must in big, bold letters. The free marketplace of ideas is basic to our way of life. Help us preserve free speech in this bicentennial year of our Constitution. Get the FCC out of the censoring business before it's too late. And that last sentence in big, bold lines with three exclamation points. And then a place for you to sign your name and address, city and zip. And on the front, representative or senator, so-and-so. And you just fill in the name, and, and we'll uh, put the stamps on ourselves. I mean, this is so simple. These look great, don't they? Who was the printer again? Sand Pebble. We want to thank them for doing a an especially outstanding job in North Miami. Boy, these look great. And they're small. Aren't these a little smaller than, uh, yeah. That's good. They're like, our audience is used to that because they listen, they're, they listen to me. So they're used to small things. Other than the rest of my body, but you know. So that's great. Let's see. Linda Thornton interviewed George Carlin about censorship. There's an article. Well, we don't have to read the Herald because I have Nat Hentoff's article that somebody sent me from the Village Voice, May 19th with a big picture of George Carlin. There Once there were only seven dirty words. It's a great column, but I don't have time to go into it today. So we don't need that rag, okay? Even though Linda's still a friend of ours. Although after hearing Joe's show the other day, boy, oh boy, is he desperate or what? Giving away pictures of prizes. Seriously. Giving away and couldn't buy a call. Couldn't buy a call. Joe, I mean, Burdines has got some openings in the shoe department. 
You notice how quiet Glenn is? You know why? Yesterday was the day they took out the cackle box. Yesterday was the operation. Did it go okay? Bunky Byer, yeah. They took out Bunky's brain, and they put it in where Glenn's cackle box used to be. So when Glenn tries to laugh, you're going to get a lot of politicians' names and home phone numbers out. <laughs> that Bunky boy, he was in here the other day with his uh, lemon yellow jacket, that one that the George Schulte sold him 40 years ago, before George put the blue one on. Man, it was good. Who, Bunky? I know, he can't hear. He when you talk to him, you have to pretend you're Lee Fowler. You have to shout. 23 past noon at WYNZ. We'll come right back. Okay, Al, thanks a lot. Al, of course, lives in the back of the building here at Winds. Never leaves. 26, but he does make good sound effects, doesn't he? He does that with his own voice. 26 past 12 at WYNZ. Our next call from Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Hi. Congratulations. Big day yesterday. Yeah. This is the other half of uh, Handicap is incomparable. Coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were right on target, bro. You were on target. Although what are you, you talking about? You had I a su love your, your three-sided coin. How do you like that? Did you have it? Did I have it? Uh, ask the guy on the grandfather's side, and a hidden <laughs> workout of 36 breathing that nobody knew about uh, on Sunday. What did I tell you? He got early money last time, and he needed the hey, race. Golly, what yep. a... And you and I could have ridden that horse. I know. Me off and put three on. I saw that, yeah, to get the price up. Unbelievable. I think I think your audience knocked it down. You know, it could have been 60 to 1. Yeah, well, it they, been. They, they knocked Pisces Princess down, boy. Yeah. 9 to 5. Uh, that's right. i tell you. you One should, like a champion. You can't outdo uh, yesterday. You, uh, you know what I think we ought to do? Seriously. You, I know you have a, a very cheap audience. It's not, it's not <laughs> only the French Canadians. <laughs> it's just the audience in general. Yeah. But, you know, if this was a bigger city, I have no doubt in my mind that we could, uh, we could actually um, sell information. You know, uh, handicapping, uh, you know, service. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. And, and we half of it could go to any charity you want. You know, the other half, you, you and I can split. Think about it. How, how many other people in this audience had 30 zip when she uh, ran her first race? Yeah. First time starter, Larry Geiger? Uh, sure. Wild Price with Alfredo Smith, one going away. How many people had Gordon Potter and Bobby Breen on all those first time starters? I remember that, post 12. Oh, boy, I had it. 45 to 1. I had it. Oh, yeah, that was highly. I know it well. You said As it. As a matter of fact, the triple was, if you recall, 12, 8. That was early fires beating out somebody else. I yeah. got my. 1283. You're right, and Breen just won it by a yeah. long nose. Just held on. Oh, yeah. The good old days. Listen, you have a lot of uh, real birds out there. You know, they're coming out of the woodwork. I know. That fellow over on the beach, Miami Beach, they're all by his lonesome, you know. He, the reason why uh, there's nobody on the beach is because they're all at the track. That's right. They're all uh, gathered around at Calder. Of course, there's no racing there today, but listen, get an early start, you know. Yeah, I wish I would have done something about it yesterday. I wish I would have been there. Yeah. Boy, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I w just uh, just 20 bucks across on three-sided coin was worth a grand yesterday. Oh, my. I want to tell you something. I, see, they don't have any OTB down here. I know. Isn't that pathetic? Yeah, people who would love to go to track and can't. Yeah. The track can still benefit on claw ends, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It still goes into the pool. Yeah. What I did was I called my daughter in Connecticut. I couldn't be in New York to see the Metropolitan, and she made a healthy wager on Gulch. Jeez. Well, you, you must have been. Were you watching it? 
I saw it on ESPN. You must have been real nervous while that inquiry was up. I didn't, I didn't know there was an inquiry. Are you serious? It took him ten minutes. Oh, my gosh. Charlie must have paid off. Ten? That <laughs> <laughs> day, this doesn't have a mount, right? Demons be gone is gone. Yeah, well, listen. Not now. Pat Day made the difference. They got that stiff Cordero off of there, and they put oh, Pat yeah. Day on. And when he fell off, I think that hurt him a lot. You know, he went back. I mean, how many jockeys do you know can come back after that, you know? Not too many. His liver and everything else, you know. Oh, gosh. I never liked Cordero in the first place. I just can't handle it. Yeah. If he, if he can't... What happened to Velasquez? Is he back from uh, Europe? I don't know. Yeah, he was trying his, um, you know, he was trying... I guess he went there to meet uh, Cash and... Uh... Cash and uh, Steve, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went to the bar. <laughs> Listen, keep up the With good the work, queen. I'll tell you. Uh, we, we love you. We're listening to you as often as we can. And uh, you know what we ought to do? We ought to have at least the one um, one day a week when we when we, um, we we give them the horse of the week. Okay. Know? Hey, that's a good idea. We'll tell them. In code form. Let them send, send for a sheet. And then what? Ten bucks. And <laughs> it goes to par. Then once in a while, just for fun, we'll take a real stiff and we'll give it out and knock it down to one to five. Uh-huh. Like King of Dance last year at Calder. That was the hot horse. Yeah. Still, still, just turning. Just making the turn right now at the eighth pole. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was a year ago. What does that tell you? Right. Okay, I'll see you at Calder. Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Keep it up. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm telling you, folks, there are a lot of rich people in South Florida today after I gave them four winners yesterday, three that I came up with, and then this gentleman who just called... Uh, gave you gulch with 110 pounds in Pat Day in a desperate drive in a stretch, knocking everybody else down. Chris Antley, by the way, who's a hell of a jockey, was second. Of course, that's on his home uh, turf there at Garden State. What a shame that a beautiful track like that is having so much trouble. No more harness racing there, and they're just having all kinds of problems. That Philadelphia area is such a stiff area, you know? Liberty Bell Park is closed. Such a stiff area for the fourth largest market in the country, man. They don't support anything. In Philadelphia. All they do is make a lot of garbage. Nassau, hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? Okay, how you doing today? Great. At least you sound great. <laughs> okay, before I say, let me uh, say that the, um, from the operators in Nassau. Yes. Tell me to say um, they enjoy your show. Really? And uh, keep up the good rates. Yeah, there are a lot of those uh, cool operators in Nassau. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fast operators. Yeah. But, and, um... I think your um, your show is a great show, and um, I enjoy it very much. But we listen every day here. Oh, I know we're number one in the Bahamas. Yeah, we're not, not too big over here, but we're big over there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so is everything. Great, no complaints. No complaints. Just loaded with money, and uh, everybody's happy, and all the old people are sleeping. It's great. <laughs> I heard that um, caller about um, thirty minutes ago. That lady who called, and uh, she was still listening to your show. Oh, yeah, the one that we couldn't get on the air. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. You should have heard her, yeah. Okay, I just called to say that um, we love the show, and we're going to keep listening. And um, tell all the other guys. And tell um, uh, Alibara. Al Ali Sheba? Yeah. Oh, Alibara, yeah. Okay. Um, when, he, when he was... Um, when he was training for the WGBS um, traffic. Oh, yes. I was listening to WGBS at the time, uh, somewhere in 77, 78. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to hear it's way still on. Okay? So, okay. So, a great station. Uh, Neil, you're a good guy. <laughs> okay. Take care, man. Okay? See you later. Yeah, okay. Okay. I think they're starting to smoke newspapers in the Bahamas now, too, aren't they? Kind of sifted over from Jamaica. 
27 before 1 at WINZ. Our own traffic reporter, Ali Sheba, will be along <laughs> an afternoon drive. That's a, I should ask that guy a question about Ali Sheba without Lasix. He had a great workout the other day, but boy, a mile and a half, no Lasix. Look out. Maybe they'll give Chris McCarran Lasix. Biscayne Gardens, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Neil, I was in a restaurant the other day, and I heard a cute little story. Um, I'm uh, gay. I live in Biscayne Gardens. And uh, the table next to me had uh, two guys, and it looked like their mothers they were taking out for lunch. Yeah. And the lady says to the one guy, she says, um, I didn't hear every word, but the gist of the conversation was, you know, uh, so-and-so, I don't really hold anything against you because you're gay. And the guy looked at the friend of his, it was probably his lover, and then looked back and, at the woman and says, well, gee, that's funny because I hold nothing against you because you're straight. <laughs> That's a good line. He says, what do you mean? And the guy goes into it. She says, well, I've held nothing against the straight people for all the rapists that they uh, have, they give birth to and they raise and the bank robbers and uh, the dictators. And Hitler was certainly not gay in that. And it, you know, it really made me stop and think. There's some question about Hitler, by the way, but let's not uh, go into it. Okay, well, I, I, it's just something I heard because, you know, you always hear people say, I have nothing against you because you're so-and-so. Yeah. It's really a double coin. Of course. There's good and bad in every crowd. I mean, look, we had uh, Joe McCarthy and Roy Cohn and uh, J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, nobody wants to take credit for. It's kind of like Albertsons, you know. Nobody wants to admit it exists in their town. Well, you know, I'm... If it's in Lauderhill, they'll tell you it's in uh, Inverary. I lived in Seattle for a long time. We have Albertsons up there, and, you know, they're a nice place up in Seattle. Not here. No? No. Okay, well, I hope all your horses come in first. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You've heard of magnet cities or magnet schools. Isn't that what it is? Magnet schools. We have magnet supermarkets here. They draw those barbarians just like a magnet, man. They come in. Maybe it's because they're wearing all that jewelry. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Maybe in the letters on the Albertson sign, maybe in the letters... There are some kind of gigantic magnets, and it brings in all those people with the jewelry hanging from all over their body. In fact, I heard that Gene Stevens hangs out at Albertsons in Hallandale. Is that a rumor or what? North Miami. Oh, by the way, before I take the call from North Miami, they had that shindig. I didn't have a chance to get out there, but last night, Fuddruckers opened on the corner of University and Sunrise. So I would imagine that they're probably open today, aren't they? If there's anybody at Fuddruckers listening or who works over there and you want to plug, call us. And uh, I want to find out how that is. North Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I haven't called you in about a year and a half. I haven't been able to get through. Um, yesterday, I didn't go out, and I sort of figured that the way the, they do things here, that uh, they were going to watch for the seatbelt users. And sure enough, I heard a report that they had gotten so many people that were not using their seatbelts. Oh, yeah. I do not use mine. I resent it. And I knew if I went out, I would be in trouble. But, however, that isn't why I called. Please don't hang up to, on me because I'll make it brief. Okay. I think I have the solution to the bilingual problem that we have. I sure hope so because I'd like to get it over with already. Well, it's an idea. Only an idea. Now, I'm 57, and I was forced to learn basic Spanish in order to adapt to the culture here. However, age has nothing to do with it. There are exceptions. If 
the government would withhold a lot of the subsidies, the grants for housing, Medicare, food stamps, etc., etc., you would be surprised how many people would learn, until they learned a basic amount of English, you'd be surprised how many would learn English in real short order. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something to think about, because yeah. age... It, As in short order cook, right. Right, because I'm 57, and my mind isn't what it used to be, and I had to learn it, and I was forced to. I didn't have a teacher. It was a matter of survival. So I feel that if these subsidies, until they could prove they knew a basic amount of English, until all of these, they were withheld, I'm sure that they would be able to speak English very quick. Uh, that's all I have to say. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I think she just solved the problem. We can all uh, become short order cooks. 22 before 1 at WINZ. I see Mike Gonzalez and John Tamaro teamed up for back-to-back -back winners. You know why? That was yesterday at Gulfstream. They're getting ready for Calder. I'm telling you, look out. Look out. Miramar, hello. Yes, sir. Yes. Hello, Neil. Good afternoon. Listen, Neil, I um, was looking through the Sun Tatler paper, the throwaway paper that they dump on your lawn. Yeah. Piece of garbage. That was about two weeks ago. And then I said, I, I was looking through the sports section, and I see this long shot that was running at Gulfstream. I said, oh, boy, to my wife. I said, Neil saw this. He would have played this thing on a hunch. He would have plunged his heart, soul, and everything out. The horse was running at 70 to 1. And you know what the name of that horse was? I know you would have played it on a hunch. Speak no more. Have you heard about that horse? Yeah, I saw that. You saw that, huh? Mm hmm Oh, well, one other thing. Now, you talk about Albersons. Please. <laughs> well, if you think Albersons is bad, if you're trying to make the first race at Calder and you're coming off at the Miramar exit, and then you get some schmuck that puts out a $100 bill for a 25-cent toll. Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, my God. If the, the toll collector doesn't have the change, and most of them won't do it because they've got to wipe out most of their change, and they won't have anything for the other customers, they've got to call into the office, which is a half a mile across the other lanes, and by the time they get back there, the Marabunta are backing up, and, and you're, you're trying to make that first race. Yeah. And then uh, the, the talk like this says to the, to the guy, do you have anything small? He says, that's the smallest I got. And you know that uh, he's got something small. Well, you know, you know what I would do? If that happened to me, I would just run out and give the guy a quarter. I would, you know, yeah, well, uh, say, get the hell out of here already. That happens to me all the time. Another thing. Yeah. My wife is Irish, born and raised in Ireland. And she loves that Leprechaun song. She loves it. <laughs> but, but she says over there they call them a Macintosh. Oh, like an apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not only that. That's the problem. They keep taking a bite out of them, too, like an apple, and that's the uh, why they don't work too well. Hello. What's that? Uh, she says try to buy uh, a Macintosh in the free state. It's all under the table over there. If you play that song over there, you'd have the diocese in an uproar. I'm sure of that, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all I've got to say. Okay, af after my next call, I'll play it for you. Yeah, you watch, uh, you watch that uh, Speak No More. I know that you would. If you had, if you had seen it, would you have played that on a hunch? Oh, sure. Because uh, I'm starting I, to I go know with you hunches. love to speak. <laughs> okay. Okay, kid, take care. You too. Bye-bye. Got a caller on a mobile phone. Hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? A couple comments about the beach since you've uh, brought that topic up again. I was over there this weekend, and uh, I saw two 
two, I guess, ethnic classes of people. One, it was extremely Latin. I was very surprised. I cruised up uh, Collins Ave. A lot of Latins, young and old. Yeah. The other, and I have nothing against these people because I'm Jewish myself, but there are a lot of Hasidic Jews over there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're all schlepping across the street with their 80 pounds of clothing. Oh, it's it was... 90 degrees in the shade, and they're all schlepping across the street. They're I all... had shorts on, and I was oh, in the heat, and they yeah. came out. I'm playing golf, and a Hasidic Jew and his son come walking out on the golf course, and they walk right onto the green while I'm putting, look over my shoulder, and then walk away. It spooked me a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing. But uh, that's the only two kinds of people I see on the beach, and I get out there pretty often. I don't even see uh, on the southern part of the beach the old people are minority now. That's rare. But that's all I wanted to say. I was out there this weekend. Yeah, well, you've seen for yourself the great comeback it's making, right? Beautiful. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Okay, good luck to us all, sir. Just wait until they open up a, another club on the beach and just see how long that lasts, just yeah, like all the others. Club X. Okay. See you later. Hey, this is the time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Oh, now that I would, Michael Patrick, if you be wearing the green. I know, there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechauns. Don't be wishing on a four-leaf clover. I'm falling for the gift of gab. Especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones. <laughs> what have you? Be doubling your protection with leprechauns. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So, get yourself a leprechaun and you won't be catching anything else. 17 till 1 at WINZ. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. The lines have sure cleared out since we talked for about five minutes about horse racing. Man, you could just see him dropping off. Blink, blink. You know, just uh, like crazy, like uh, Southern Bell was pulling the lines. Hey, that's okay. I enjoy it. If you don't like it, that's your problem, okay? In Dade County, there's an open line at 624-0191. Wait, now would be a real good time while I have just a second to uh, mention again. We do have the postcards here for the So Far campaign, and this is really the next major step in our uh, campaign to get the FCC off our backs. And all you've got to do is send us your name and address. Is that hard? I mean, even if you've done it before with the petitions and a whole other business, we need you to get uh, involved again. Send us your name and address. If you want to send a check, that's great, but it's not uh, mandatory. So far, oh, I know, I, see, I can't even do this anymore because every time I do it, I have this feeling I'm going to give it too fast. So far, that save our First Amendment rights. Daffy will be along at 2. I don't have any uh, promo card. Does Daffy have a guest today? No guest. Oh, that ought to be good. Let's see, we had an execution over the holiday weekend, and uh, we had another one that I think that was stayed, and we're going to see if we can't take up a petition drive to make sure that we fry that guy. And then, I couldn't believe it, I'm coming to work this morning, and Lee was screaming as always. And what do you think one of the topics was that he brought up? You know that jerk out in California that they let out of jail? After seven years, the one that raped the girl and then uh, cut her arms off with an axe. And Lee was just all upset. He couldn't understand why these people banded together and were protesting that he wanted to live in their complex. He, You know, the guy did his time and he was paroled and leave him alone now, you know. Give him his rights. I'm sure he'd love to have him living next door to him. Davey, hello. Well, Neil. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Hey, uh, Albertson's? Yeah. 
I can't believe I'm talking about Albertsons with all this heavy stuff going on in the world. Please. But listen to this. Albertsons, if you go to Albertsons, they will cash anybody's check. I mean, if there's anything good to say about this store, they will cash your check, and they'll do it anywhere in the country. Yeah, I heard Larry King used to shop there. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to say is if you want to cash your check, go to Albertsons. Oh, thanks a lot. Now you're really going to make it bad. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Boy, is that incredible or what? In fact, when they used to ask Larry for his driver's license when he cashed the check at Albertsons, and they'd say, Sir, what's the question? Guy's unbelievable. He's consistent, though, you know? Consistent. There's something to be said for that. North Miami, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Uh, I've heard you talk a lot about uh, French Canadians in the, in the past. I've been listening to you for about a year, and the subject has come up quite often. Very often, yeah. Never, <laughs> I've never had any personal experience with them until a couple of days ago. Uh, driving along the Palmetto, I took the, the exit to go to 27th Avenue. And the light there to get off the Palmetto onto 27th is rather long. And in front of me, there's this Cadillac. I think you call it a Brougham or something, one of the really expensive ones. And there's two ladies sitting in it of indeterminate age. One, one had blue hair and one had pink hair, so I guess they must have been pretty old. <laughs> and it had uh, Quebec license plates on it. After four or five minutes of this light staying on red, everybody's getting a little bit impatient. What should happen, but the driver's side of the car opened and a hand sneaked out containing a McDonald's milkshake carton with a straw sticking out of it. Yeah. Dumped it on the road. Oh, beautiful. And then the hand came out again with the other lady's milkshake carton next to the other one. And again, with two bags of what I can only assume were the cartons from two burgers that they bought at a, at a McDonald's drive-in or something, silent, very, very unobtrusively pushed gently underneath the car with her hand, shut the door, the light turned on, and she zoomed straight on. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I stood there. The guys in neck behind me were honking. Why wasn't I moving? I was, I was dumbstruck. I couldn't believe it. And these were people sitting in a Cadillac. You know, you think they'd have more, I don't know, more sense or... More class. More integrity at work. Yeah, no, maybe. those French Canadians have no class, zero. Unbelievable. We're going to start banning them. We're not going to let them come down here anymore. But I, I, it was a shocking They're cheap, and they make images. a mess, and they're slobs, you know, and they drive slow, real slow. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to mention was... I now I, now I know why they drive slow. Life. They're dropping garbage out. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Ever. Uh, I mean, I'm from England. I've, I've never been to Epsom Downs or Ray, uh, Elstree, any of those. I came over here, and some friends of mine asked me to go with them to see the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby on TV and bet a few races up at uh, the one in North... On Biscayne up north, uh, Gulfstream is it? Yeah. On Biscayne Boulevard. Yeah, in Hallandale. Yeah, Fe right. Federal well, Highway to you, sir. I got there and I was very, you know, apprehensive because I'd never been to a racetrack before. I didn't know what to expect. I tell you what, I had the time of my life. I am now going there every Saturday. Great. Make bets, have a good time. It is incredible. And you just don't know what you're missing until you go and try it. A lot Absolutely. Of these people they call you up and say, "Yeah, you're boring us to death with all yeah. this racetrack." That's right. I mean, as long as you don't take, you know, as long as you don't take more than ten or twenty thousand with you, and you don't overdo it, it's great. Oh, it's okay if you win that much, though. Yeah, are we going to see what Calder? I don't know where Calder is, quite honestly. I mean, I'm... oh, Calder's so easy to get to. It's right at the, uh, it's right at the Dade Broward line. Oh, all right. Well, we'll give it a try. But I'm having so much fun going to Gulfstream. I, I think I'll stick with that for a while, and uh, I'm not losing. I'm not losing any. I'm kind of breaking even. Well, you better stick uh... with. Well, you better stick with it fast, because tomorrow and Thursday are the last days. Calder opens Saturday. Oh, well, that's it then. I'll be going. Whereabouts yeah. is Calder's, if you don't mind me telling you. Whereabouts? It's on, it's on 27th Avenue. That's um, 
the extension of University Drive. It's right, it's just south of Miramar, as a matter of fact. Drive, okay, got it. Yeah, I'll give that a try as well. It's, right, it's right off the turnpike exit. I mean, it's so easy to get there no matter where you are. It's uh, it's great. Right, well, I'm sure I'll be able to find it. Lots oh, yeah. It yeah, if you become a horse player, you'll know it will lead you right to the gate. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan now, believe me. Good. I'm, oh. I'm having a great time. Okay, we'll see you at Calder. Thanks a lot, Neil. Good luck. That's interesting. Rents a slob is an anagram of Albertsons. Huh. Never thought about that. Boy, if that horse is running at Calder Saturday in the third race, rents a slob with George Santos. Man, plunge your brains out. Okay, we've got several open lines now, and that's because the last caller mentioned horse racing again. Every time we even think about it, all of a sudden these lines, blink, blink, they just go right out. In Dade County, 624-0191. And there's even an open line in Broward, 764-0707. Hollywood, hello. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Am I on the OI7, OI7 line? That's the one, sir. Terrific. Um, the other night, I called up uh, another talk show host. Well, don't, no, asked, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't say another talk show host. Tell me who. It was uh, Mr. Worthless. No, Worthing, I'm sorry. And uh, we talked about the FCC ruling, and he told me that it already came down, the one that, you know, for so far. And I told him, I'm already... If, you know, if Neil wants to go to Washington and pick it, I'll I'll stand out there. You know, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah. And uh And what did he say? He just said, Well, you'll get some recognition. Let me tell you, I've noticed one thing about that man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's like a machine. You talk to him and he just spits out the in information. Just he knows exactly what he's gonna say to I don't I don't know to be I don't know, to divert the conversation. Yeah. But but he's very narrow-minded in, in his... Well, but he doesn't like to be negative, sir. Don't you understand? He doesn't want to be negative. If other hosts in this market want to be negative, I'll leave that up to them. This is the positive show, sir. We don't like negative on this show. We like Ricky Tick. We like Risqué. We don't like negative. Mm -hmm. And let me give you an example. Yes. Exactly. Uh, by the way, I didn't know that you liked The Doors. I have a lot of... Uh... I have every record they ever made, and some that they're still... Some that Jim Morrison is still writing in the sky. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, I'm from Los Angeles, and I had a buddy that worked on a rock and roll station out there, KROQ, yeah. and I got some tapes of them that were never released. Maybe what I'll do is I'll send you a tape of some of this unreleased stuff. Great. We'll play it on the air. And you can send me some of the, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone, First Wimp, Part 2. or Some of that stuff, or, yeah. You know, all that good stuff like that. Okay. And also, I'm waiting to know, when are you going to have Jerry Falwell on your show? Uh, Thursday. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and we're having uh, Jim and Tammy Faye on Friday. Oh, good. And uh, uh, Jimmy Swaggart's going to be on Saturday. Oh, good. While I'm at the track, he's going to be praying for winners. Fantastic. Well, at least I called up. I didn't want to, you know, talk about Sweet and Low and, and the prunes. I didn't know what the topic was, so I just wanted to call and say I listen to your show a lot. You really get me angry, not at you, but the topics that you talk about. Yeah. It's almost like, hey, everybody's taking my freedom away. What's going on? Exactly. I don't even know about it. And especially when you live down here, you can't even go shopping down here. Yeah. That'll be next. Well, you know, we got the bumper sticker police, and then, you know, we're going to have the sex police. Who knows what we're going to have next. So, all right, well, it was uh, good I'll, talking to you. I'll tell you what we're going to have next before you go. Excuse me? Before you go, I'll tell you what's coming next. Okay. The breathing police. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you. See you later. Each day when I wake up. 
finally, the 10 record set you've been waiting for. Tammy Faye's unbelievable new album, Here's the Rock, I Crawled Out From Under. It's all here. The headache, the heartache, the pancake. Rock of ages is my face. My mascara won't erase. Tammy Faye's Here's the Rock That I Crawled Out From Under. Won't you buy my new album? If you don't, you're burning hell. You really will. God bless you. Okay. Well, listen, that's the end of this hour, and we've only got one hour to go today. Boy, time is just uh, slipping away here today. Slipping away. And we do have some open lines. The uh, noon hour, boy, they really are wild in this hour, aren't they? Man, they come and they go. It's like you have to be a butterfly just to watch the phone. You have to kind of flit over 7 at WINZ. I'm telling you, those monthly ratings just came out moments ago, and we don't want to get into a big discussion of them here on the air, but they are so good for this show. I mean, it's just incredible. How high can they go? It's unbelievable. And that was before the uh, switchover, right, on snooze. That was before Lee. And, well, it's going to be tough now with Fowler and Sachs back-to-backs. It's going to be tough. But we thank the audience for their continuing support. We want you to pick up the telephone directory and start at A, at AAA. AAA Insurance. 5A Key uh, Locksmith. And uh, call everybody in the phone book and tell them to start listening to the show. We can do a 90 share. We still won't have any spots, Right. But, boy, will that look impressive in the book. Will that be great on my resume? Maybe I can become one of those upwardly mobile types, you know? Uh, those people are always thinking like three jobs down the road. They're not worried about this job, but they are planning a resume for the big job in the sky or something. Now, what do you mean? There's some woman out there who demands to hear Rasta Juice. She's probably the same woman in a supermarket who demanded that that woman pick up whatever was on the floor. You know, these pushy people, man, it just could drive you nuts. Rasta me, Rasta you, Rasta black, Rasta Jew, Rasta Jew, Oi, Rasta Jew. I say I and I, I say woyoyoy. How come you don't wear dreadlocks? I'm not that orthodox. I like Jimmy Cliff, and I like to smoke a spliff. I like Matsubai, I am a Yiddish type of guy. Rasta me, Rasta you, Rasta black, Rasta Jew, Rasta Jew. Oh Lord, yeah, Rasta Jew. I like Gochetsu. And I ride a motorbike Chicken soup with Canada lamb That's what I like Have you ever tasted 
bread, peace, rice and greens. Planking and give filter fish. Just much more my speed. Rasta me, Rasta you. Rasta black, Rasta Jew. Rasta Jew. I want me tell you, Rasta Jew. Saturday, we had two in a row. Could it be three? Now, this show today has been all right. We haven't had too many malcontents or misfits. We did have that young Cuban woman who got hysterical and just made a fool of herself, but then the other woman called in and kind of redeemed her and just uh, figuratively speaking beat her with a stick. I mean, really put her in her place, right? Like on Southwest 8th Street. I mean, she just put her in her place. So let's see a show on the phone. If there are people who are listening and want to hear more uh, bits and music this hour, let's... Boy, look at that. Six lines lit up already. <laughs> well, listen, this is... We like to do it the democratic way. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to impose things on this audience. We want to give you, the listener, a chance to make the choices. When some schlameo tries to put me down and says he has a larger congregation...
guest tomorrow will be Ron Sachs. It's 1.15 at WINC, and uh, what should we do? Should we go back to the calls? I guess so. Now, we don't want to take up all the time. The valuable time of these people have been waiting so long on the phone, they've probably got important things to do. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Yeah, hello, Neil. Yes, sir. It's a long wait. Sorry about that. Uh, Just pretend you were shopping in Albertsons. <laughs> How about Publix? Okay. Uh, I turned the radio on this morning, and I got that station in Fort Lauderdale, WFPL. Oh, FPL, yeah, that's the one that the electric company puts on the wires, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I heard him giving a commercial, and it was one uh, color TVs, trip to Hawaii, seven-day cruise, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And these prizes will be given out in conjunction with WFPL and the Miami Herald. Boy, they must be desperate. More than desperate. Jesus, when they start giving that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. What does that tell you? You're not getting the Herald, are you? Oh, no way. I get the Fort Lauderdale paper. In fact, we we ought to start a new slogan to really uh, kind of grind it into the Herald. No way, Jose. <laughs> Very good. Is that good? Is that appropriate? Yeah, that's appropriate. Though. Yeah. Uh, another reason I called. I uh, was on this past Sunday. It was uh, oh, this past Sunday. I put, uh, what's his name, Ira Everett on. And he had a record on there he was playing, and I got the very tail end of it. Yeah. And I thought it was uh, Ronnie speaking. The voice sounded just like him. And there was something about uh, he had a dream he'd been president for eight years. And I don't know how... didn't hear the first part of the record. It was one in a few had it. Well, you know, far be it for me to go into the rack and uh, pull out Ira's material here, but I'm looking for it now. You know, the problem is you can't read his writing. Yeah. I think he writes in code. But whoever did the impersonation of Ronnie, oh, boy. Really? Perfect. Really good, huh? Very good. Well, if he's got good material in here that he's holding back, um, I'm going to look for it. Yeah, okay. I was wondering if you had it, if you would play it. Okay, I'll look for it. Okay, thank you, Nate. Have a good day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, just say no to the Herald. That's our slogan. And by the way, Father's Day coming up. Do Dad a favor this year. Cancel the Herald subscription. Dad won't have to go out there and bend over on the stoop and pick up that rag. So do something nice for Dad this year. Cancel his Herald subscription. And tomorrow we'll be giving you the numbers again. Just say no to the Herald. We ought to get bumper stickers like that. No way, Jose. Even in uh, Little Havana, they say they hate the Herald there, too. No way, Jose. Hollywood, hello. Hello, Neil. Hi. What's happening? Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenos tardes. Listen, I got a little story for you. Uh, Friday, I had to go to the bank to make a car payment, so I figured while I'm there, I asked one of the clerks there about free checking. What do I have to do to get free checking so I don't have to do all the bookkeeping? Anyway, she tells me you can't get it because you're not a senior citizen, okay? So uh, I said, but that's uh, discrimination. You can't do that. I mean, uh, it's against the law. Yeah. So she says, well, that's the way it is. And then this old fart sitting next to her uh, asking the other clerk a question says, uh, when you get to be my age, then you can get it. I says, baloney. I says, what makes your dollar any better than mine? Exactly. So she says to me, do you have a mother and father? Yeah, I got a mother and father. But she says, well, you shouldn't talk that way. I says, but I'm right, ain't I? So she says to me, no, you're not. And you sound like you listen to Neil Rogers. <laughs> I says, right on, mama. <laughs> that's incredible. Are you serious? Yep, that's what you Boy, said. This show is becoming legendary, you know what? <laughs> 
Everyone... Another thing, I want to take a, a little a point against you. Okay. The Pittsburgh Pirates. They're the most improved team in baseball. I don't well, think you could be so down on them. Don't get carried away, okay? Oh, you know, a, a five, wait a minute, a five-game winning streak. Trade. The only bum trade they made is they got sucked in by St. Louis again. It wasn't bad enough giving them Tuda and turning out to be a Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. But now they have to give them Pena. But outside of that, they made some damn good trades with the Dodgers. They got Sid Bream and the... Uh, and, you know, now they uh, got a couple of good young ball players out in that outfield. Got... Just remember, a five-game winning streak does not a season make, and it ended yesterday. Yeah, but so let's let's on the road, which yeah. is a sign of a team that's improved. And they're getting that great home attendance, you know, like forty-five hundred. And <laughs> now, if we get the pirates, if we could get the pirates down here, then we'd have something. And they made an excellent trade with the Yankees. They really got some good young pitches. Really got three good young pitches from the Yankees. And even though these guys might not be that good this year. And another year, these guys are going to be really experienced super pitchers. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. It's been a long drought. It's been uh, eight years now. And I'm sorry I missed your program yesterday. I was all set to go to Gulfstream. I said, nah, I won't go. And I oh, boy. Again, you give up all these horses. You could have retired today, sir. I'm oh, telling yeah, you. I heard you gave out a $67 horse. Yes, I did. Three-sided coin in the sixth race, 67 You got a call to get it? He won by five. No, he didn't. Uh, Calder is still 0 for Gulfstream. He's waiting for Calder. <laughs> I don't know. All righty. Thanks. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about that story. Okay. I'll see you online. Thank you. Bye-bye. 20 minutes after 1 at WINZ, we have an open line in Broward if you rush to that phone. Boy, what a euphoric last few days this has been, you know? There's something going on. I think since I stopped taking that blood pressure medicine, those doctors, I don't want to get started on doctors today, but, boy, they can kill you. They make you into a human guinea pig. It's like they go back into the laboratory, you know, like Dr. Jekyll, and they start mixing up all kinds of stuff with the detail man, and when they come out, they have it in capsule form. It's unbelievable. Okay, let's do a break. We'll come right back. This is Ernie. Okay, we're having a, a gigantic meeting, a picnic on the front lawn. All of the former Wins employees are out there, and they're lined up all the way to Miami Gardens Drive. It's incredible. Unbelievable. I saw Dick Casper was out there, too. I, I don't know what that means. Okay, where are we going? Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Are you there? Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I want to make a comment about Jim Morrison. Yes, sir. I don't know whether you know this or not, but two years ago I was in Paris and went out to the Père Lachaise Cemetery to pay my respects to all the famous people who were buried there. Yeah. And I was looking at my map, because I have a map, because you can't tell who was buried where without the map, and a young couple came up to me and said, can you show me where Jim Morrison is buried? Mm -hmm. And I said, who? And then I realized who Jim Morrison was. So I told him. So I thought, let's yeah, he go played, see too. Plays third base for the Pirates. Yes. So we walked along, and all along on the other graves had been spray painted arrows saying, "This way to Jim. This way to Jim." Really? And as we got closer to his grave, it said, "You're not dead. Uh, you're still alive. We love you." And you finally come around to hills and trees, and there's his grave. Yeah. And there are about six or seven people sitting around the grave. There's a statue of him at the top, and singing his songs and throwing flowers on the grave. And I asked why was he buried there. They said he requested to be buried there. Yeah, he had ants in his France. I get very good. Yeah. So that's all. Well, there's a cult. You do realize there is a cult who really believes that he's still alive. I guess so. I didn't know all of this. Oh, yeah. Being into classical music rather than, than the Doors. Yeah. But uh, I was amazed to find out it's still going on. Well, maybe somebody will call in and let us know. One of the cultists might be out there, probably all excited after we played Touch Me. Very possibly. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. 125, little trivia for you there. Uh, we have an open line in each county now. If you'd like to join us in these last 35 record-breaking minutes in Dade County, 624 
and in Broward, 764-0707. Is it really true that the afternoons on snooze went up after Kane left? I mean, I, I don't know why I'm asking the question, because we don't talk about him anyway, right? But I just couldn't resist it. Isn't that ironic? We have a little piece we're going to play for Mike Anthony at WIOD today. Come on, get serious. something that I should have heard? Did I miss something good? Not that good. Okay, 25 past 1 at WINZ. If you're wondering what all these uh, little messages are back and forth, uh, mind your own business, okay? South Miami, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Hi. Hey, I wanted to know if um, that was you I saw yesterday um, up at Fort Lauderdale Beach twisting away for the spring break reunion. Yeah, that was me. Oh, you saw that guy on TV? Pardon? You saw that guy. Uh, well, you know, I saw Frankie Avalon and Connie Stevens, and I thought I saw you up there, too. No, they showed that. I thought they... You, did you watch the news last night? Yeah. They showed a fat guy there who looked a little like me. He wasn't quite as fat as I am, but, boy, he was uh, having a nervous breakdown, twisting and worked up into a sweat, and they just kept showing him. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, well... Must be one of the stockholders at Channel 7. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, definitely a fun-filled day up there. Yeah, well, that's going to turn it around, right? I mean, if they do that again next year, then we'll have another big day next year, and that'll be it. Great. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, you notice all the commentary we've had about that? In fact, we had more commentary on the OVO today than we did about yesterday's big bash in Fort Lauderdale Beach. I mean, that's really going to turn it around. I guess as long as they keep uh, Jan and Dean and uh, Bobby V and uh, Connie Stevens and Frankie Avalon there and Annette. We can have a big bash every day, but I think that after the first couple of days, it might wear out. It get like lunchtime at the oldies, you know? Hallandale, hello. How you doing? Okay. You know who this is? Who it is? Green shirt. Oh, green shirt. How, boy, you must be getting excited. Yeah, well, I'm finally be able to go right back to the race. Boy, they're going to let you out of jail on Saturday. <laughs> I can't believe what they did to me. Do you want to talk about it? I know the story. Do you want to talk about it? It's your buddy, you know. Now, wait a minute. Don't start blaming me. I thought you and I were friends it's, now. It's it, it's the guy that I, I told him to uh, take a walk. Uh, Harry, Harry, crazy Harry. No, he's not my friend. I don't know who crazy... I know, that's the Oh, you I... mean that maniac, that lunatic. Yeah, well, he deserves to take a walk. with me, and I, like a jerk, uh, fell right into the trap. Okay, now, for the audience who wonders what this is all about, this is Green Shirt, who used to be that obnoxious guy at Calder on the roof garden, but who then we transformed, we made a magic wand over him, and he became a great guy... And uh, a real degenerate horse player. And you must have really been hurting with Julio winning all those races. You must have been having a nervous breakdown. Now he's going back with Santos. This is Pazua's number one fan, and he must have been... Did you hear me give those three horses yesterday? No, I didn't hear the three. Are you serious? No, did you have three winners? I know you like... Uh, all right, person, uh, li listen to me. I'm right. Listen to this. I gave out too much to drink with Molina in the second, paid nineteen twenty. That's the horse that cost me all the aggravation. And the double paid 175 bucks. 
I gave out Pisces Princess in the third with Mancia. They bet him down. He paid only 580, but won by five and a half. Yeah. And I gave out three sided coin in the sixth race, who won by five and paid 6720. Oh, Jesus, you had a hell of a day. No, I didn't have any day. I wasn't out there. I didn't have a dime down. You're getting like uh, your buddy. Like Calder, exactly. Yeah, right. I pick all the long shots and I never cash. With the horse, of course, we all the premier. Too much to drink. That's well, with the double, the $280 double. Well, you must be uh, ready, though, for Saturday. How's your restaurant doing? Yeah, I had too much to drink that day, and that's when that's when uh, the trouble started. When the guy said I took a stick and I uh, and I cashed it in, and uh, and they banned you from the track for the rest of the meeting. For the whole meeting, do you believe that? No, that was you must have been having a, a fit. I went berserk. I went there a couple of times. They threw me right out there. Really? Next time they're going to throw the book at me. I said for what? Yeah. Well, you got to reform again. We had you in pretty good shape, and then you went crazy again. <laughs> I had too much to drink. I how, had the horse. How's your uh, restaurant doing? Nah, not too good. Not too good. Well, this time of the year, boy, you just got to stay. Oh, you're forward. right. We had a couple of young dancers there. They didn't do too good either. Yeah. You can't get the young ones in Howendale. No. Anyway, I hope to see you Saturday. We'll be there in the usual spot. I'm taking the day off Saturday, you know. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You need a little relaxation. Well, no, I need a few winners. Well, you had the winner Sunday. You had them say aggravated you bad. I know. Yesterday. It's a tough one. Okay, well, I'll see you Saturday. Okay, take Bye-bye. care. Okay. There goes Green Shirt, Lester. He's a good guy. Turned out, but then again, you know, he slipped up a little bit and got into a uh, one of those contretemps. There's something about people in horse racing. They love that word contretemps. Is there any special reason for that? Is that kind of a racetrack sued word contretemps? Frank Wright loved that word, man. He was always using that word. Then they took him off the air on W O R. So he used it one time too many. Miami Lakes. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Someone here in Dade County that speaks English. Hallelujah. Buenos dias, sir. Uh, no hablo espanol. Good for you. Hey, uh, Neil, uh, did you know Jim Morrison was arrested down here in the Lake? Oh, yes, in Dinner Key Auditorium. Yeah, for lewd and obscene behavior on stage. Yeah, he uh, had a he had a uh, slogan for that concert, when in doubt, whip it out, and he did. Yeah. And what do, what was... do you think he'd make of the FCC? Yeah, they'd be nervous about him, I guess. Oh, man. In he's... fact, we're going to have a reunion. We're going to bring back Lenny Bruce and Jim Morrison. At the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Hey, he wasn't request. He didn't request to be buried over in France. That's where he, uh, in Paris, that's where he died, so they just buried him there. Yeah. He had also too much to drink. Yeah. Going back to the last caller, yeah. Um, yeah talking about uh, the Latino community down here and whatnot, uh, you, ever, you ever drive around down in Hialeah? No, not if I can help it. Only when the track's open. Well, have you ever done it? Yeah, I used to live there. I used to live right uh, next. Maybe it's just me, but do you feel they drive different down there too? They they drive differently in Hialeah than they do. Well, I noticed that when you're on the Palmetto and you're going by the 103rd Street exit, uh huh, it's hopeless. I mean, that's like uh, the end of the world there. Oh man, my, uh, I always tease my uh, my wife that my blood pressure goes up about 50 points as soon as I cross over the into the Hialeah line. There, it's amazing. I'm, I'm just like because I'm a pretty rational guy, but I, I go like. Crazy when I get in the Hialeah, I can't, I can't take it. You start honking your horn a lot, yeah, just for no particular reason. But uh, no, Dade, uh, Dade County's not a bad place. No, it's a nice place to visit. You just don't want to live there. Oh, I live here. I kind of like it, Neil. Do you? Where do you live? Miami Lakes. Oh, in Miami Lakes. I used to live right next door to Miami Lakes High. Uh huh. Twelfth Street or Twelfth Avenue, whatever that is. Uh huh. And but that's a long time ago. That's ten years ago. Okay, I just want to call you. We've got a lot of listeners here in Miami Lakes, and there are some... Uh... Are you serious? Yeah. Lots of listeners. Oh, come on. In Miami Lakes? Sure. 
That's like trying to tell me we have a lot of listeners in Coral Springs. We have one listener in Coral Springs, and he called like three times yesterday. <laughs> That's funny, because I, I moved down to Miami Lakes from Coral Springs. Maybe I was the one listener. Hello, Neil. I'm just I'm reading a message here. Okay. It says, Jennifer Rem listens, and she lives in... Wait a minute. Oh, in the lakes. In the lakes? They don't call it the lakes. Yeah, that's what all, that's what all the upward mobile types. Oh, all the yuppies call it the lakes? Yeah, I live over in the lakes. Oh, man, I feel like I've learned something so valuable today. The lakes. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that? That's incredible. Yeah. Well, first, I'm going to live in the lakes of Carriage Hills first to check it out. Well, they, they probably, the upward types call that the lakes, too. Uh, that's what I mean. Okay, listen, hang in there. Okay, Neil, bye-bye. I'll see you on 49th Street. Okay. They're so screwed up in, Hi in Hialeah, they don't even know what number the street is, you know? Unbelievable. Oh, I know that Scott Walterman used to live there in uh, in the lakes, yeah. And now look where he is. Is that depressing? Okay, here's another story. Weather's going to be okay. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, folks. That's I don't, don't start me with Scott Walterman. Will you please? Then we'll tell Kathy West stories. We'll really get the audience hysterical. I wonder how Kathy's doing. Do you think she's listening right now? Or do you think she's pouting? Is she upset with me? Pouting? I mean, even that story in The Waves said, uh, we know who started it, Kathy, you did. Do we miss Kathy? <laughs> if the people in the audience could only see the looks that I get from Kyle in the control room, that would explain a lot of my behavior on the air. He just, uh, you know, doesn't mince his words. Miami, hello. Uh, yeah, Neil? Yes, sir. Okay, um, I was listening to uh, WVUM down here the other day on Saturday. And Boy. Have you taken the So Far campaign uh, to any of the colleges? Let me tell you, we have invited them, we have begged, we have requested, we've had students who said that they were going to give them the petitions, and we have heard zero from those dunderheads at VUM. Really? Shame on them. Yeah, it is. It is, because that's their their future. Not only that, but the stuff they play on the air, a lot of it is marginal anyway. I mean, they really ought to be involved in this thing, and, uh, you know, they're out to lunch. Yeah, I used to help one, uh, I used to have a friend that used to be a disc jockey view, and I used to help him with one of the shows. It was one of the, it was, uh, he didn't follow any format or anything. Because yeah, I think all those kids down at VUM, they're either doing drugs or they're dressing up in drag, all of them, that's about it. <laughs> You'd be surprised, but no, the, the DJ oh, that I heard is actually a friend of mine. So I'm going to see what I can do for you there, and I have a, a friend that's also an FIU uh, political science major, and he's yeah. involved in all these things, but Please. he doesn't uh, listen to the radio, he doesn't have time. He's too busy picketing everywhere. Really? So I'm going to take him a few uh, petitions and uh, see if I can get him going with this. Because I went down to uh, the beach yesterday, and I got, like, and between two blocks, I filled up one page. Excellent. And I ran into this guy, and I asked him to sign it, and he gave me two sheets <laughs> to get some more signatures. Yeah, we gave some petitions to Taffy over the weekend, and her people were all handing out sheets, the kind you wear. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. I just want to uh, ask a favor. Could you play that card that you once played with the two guys in the shower about the car? Oh, that's uh, gone. It's the only one I can play anything else for you, but that one is... Oh, uh, that was the best. ...vanished. I know. They take <laughs> all the good stuff away from you. I want to tell you I'm Cuban, and I don't wear an earring, but... Uh, but you're working on it. I'm working on it, yeah. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 24, no, no more spigot and freeway. That's gone. That's gone. People in New York said, uh, we don't know how that slipped its way down there, but it floated down here, as a matter of fact. It just flo We opened up the door one morning, and it floated in the door with John McLaughlin. And uh, then we opened the door up, and they just kind of floated out together, so I don't know what that means. Okay, only kidding, John. Only kidding. Uh, boy, I love his wardrobe, don't you? Do you like those hats? 
He doesn't wear those hats anymore, does he, that he used to wear? No. Now, Rex Reed said some nasty things about that, and he cut it out. Hollywood, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, about Panama City. Uh, it's first time caller. Boy, this is taking us back to the beginning of the show now. Uh, it's the first time I had a chance to call you. Good. Uh, I was in the Air Force in the early 70s, and I got uh, my orders from Keesler Air Force Base to go to uh, Tyndall Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. That's where that was. They said Panama City. I said, Central America? They said, no, Panama City, Florida. <laughs> I lived in Florida for 20 years before I knew there was a Panama City, Florida. Yeah, in fact, we have our own Panama Canal over there. Right. And, like, I was there for close to two years. And I'll tell you, you can take your bed and put it out on Highway 98 and not fear of getting run over between Labor Day and Memorial Day. Yeah. That dead. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. They mean to uh, say that's where all the people from Houndale go after they die? Rednecks and deadnecks. Yeah. Also, uh, on your thing about Canadians, yeah, I've, uh, my daughter goes to MacArthur High School, and I had her bring me home a blank bumper sticker, and I made up a bumper sticker to put on the back of my um, pickup truck. Bumper sticker police are probably going to look, be looking for me now. It says, make Florida roads safe, teach a Canadian to drive. <laughs> now, we're going to put up a sign at the border. Keep them in Georgia. We're not letting them in anymore. Yeah. Also, I think uh, our illustrious governor up in Tallahassee, you know, with the Canadians and all these uh, geriatrics and condo commandos, I think you ought to allow us to put machine guns in our turn signals so we can get them off the, uh, out of the way. Yeah, that's coming next. That's going to be mandatory starting June 1st. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, now, hey, I, only I Only show. at the state capitol. Okay, have a good one. All right. See you later. Okay, now somebody wanted us, ordered us to play the Vatican rag. Now, ordinarily, we don't get ordered around by the audience, but in this case, it was the Archbishop. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect, and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Do whatever steps you want, if you have cleared them with the pontiff, everybody say his own, Kyrie eleison, doing the Vatican rag. Get in line in that processional Step into that small confessional They're the guy who's got religion I'll tell you if your sin's original If it is, try playing it safer Drink the wine and chew the wafer Two, four, six, eight Time to transubstantiate So get down upon your knees Fiddle with your rosaries Bow your head with great respect And genuflect, genuflect, genuflect Make a cross on your abdomen When in Rome, do like a Roman Ave Maria, gee, it's good to see you Getting ecstatic and sort of dramatic And doing the Vatican Friday nights, they're two Miami cops with a hot new beat. They're on the streets fighting crime. Look, pal, we just don't do strip searches for jaywalking. In Key West Vice. We got a problem. The Moose Gang is back in town. Lieutenant, isn't that the group of hairdressers who attack people on the beach, hold them down, and then set their hair? Yeah, they're back in town. Let's go get them. They'll stop at nothing to clean up the streets. Officers, I'm sorry for skipping in a no-skipping zone. I hope you guys don't get on to me. Just take a seat, pal. Gladly. A chair, a chair. Yes, Key 
West Vice. All right, stop, you pickpocket. I beg your pardon. I am not a pickpocket. Oh, uh, sorry. Just look like... Yes, there are a couple of hit Miami cops on a hot new beat in Key West Vice. Friday nights at 9 on MBC. They're two Miami cops with a hot new beat. They're on the streets fighting crime. Hey, Pops, that's a handicapped space there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Hallandale Vice. We got a problem. The Gray Gang is up to their old tricks. Lieutenant, isn't that the group of senior citizens who went around trying to get the early bird special after seven? Yeah, they're back in town. Let's go get them. They'll stop at nothing to clean up the streets. Hey, lady, you can't cross here. You'll have to cross at the light. And they're determined to clean up the smuggling business. All right, sister, you're under arrest. Oh, so now you're arresting my wife. What's the charge? Possession of powder. Open that purse, Tub. Let's see that white stuff. Yeah, just a thought. She's got over 100 bags in here. Of what? Sweet and low. From that restaurant you just came out of. Let's take them in. Yes, there come the hit Miami Cubs on a hot new beat in Hallandale Vice. Premiering this fall on MBZ. It's almost like having a concert, isn't it? Great. While we're doing that in honor of the old Wins employees who are meeting out in the front lawn, they're backed up now all the way to the lakes. It's incredible. Over there by the country club where Stanley used to take us all to eat. That was great. What a cheapskate. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Uh, hello. Um, Neil, are, are you, you're from Rochester, right? Right. Um, what city, um, what city, I mean, what town did you live in? Uh, Brighton. Oh, Brighton. Okay, well, I'm from there. I, I've been down there 13 years. From where? I'm from Arondequoit. Arondequoit. I had relatives in Arondequoit. Well, I have my brother lives in Brighton. Great. <laughs> anyway, I just did wanted he... to tell you that, um... Once in a while, you mention White Hots and Red Hots. And Don and Bob's. Don and Bob's, but you never mentioned Abbott's Ice Cream. Oh, yeah, fantastic. The best. Yeah, of course. Although, I tell you, I like Don and Bob's uh, frozen custard, that chocolate almond fudge. Oh, yeah, that was... Oh, boy, that'll just knock your socks off. Yeah, I know. Well, I wanted to tell you, if you don't know already, there's a place uh, down here that sells uh, Zweigel's Hots. Is that the one down in the town and country mall? No, it's at Bayside. Are you serious? I'm serious. They have white hots and red hots. We were there last night, my husband and I. And they're delicious. They char grill them, and they're great. What's the name of it? It's called uh, Hot Dog Express. It's the only hot dog um, uh, concession up No, I heard there were a lot of hot dogs at Bayside. <laughs> yeah. Well, these, uh, this is on the second floor. And yeah, it'll say right on the menu, red hots, white hots. So, you know, if you're ever out there, uh, it might bring back some memories. Oh, uh, only the best. Boy, just the aroma when you walk into Don and Bob's next to Brighton Elementary School there. That's where I went to school, by the way, Brighton Elementary. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, is, it, is Rogers your real last name? No. It's, it's not Rusty, is it? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's B. Helfer is my real last name. Oh. Now you see why I don't use it on the air? Roger's my middle name. Oh. Well, you know, my dad, everybody knew my dad in that town. You know, he was in the meat business, so all the, everybody in the restaurants knew him. So I thought maybe he might know him or something. I saw your picture in the paper for the first time, and I thought I, I recognized you. I'm, but I don't know. Maybe one time, you know, my where, husband and I run into you. And, where did you go to school? 
I went to Rundegren High School. Oh, I see, yeah. And I came to college down here. But anyway, that's all I want to tell you. Well, it's always great hearing from Rochesterians. I know it puts the uh, puts the rest of the audience into a coma, and I enjoy that because it's kind of like a little thing we've got, you know? It's funny. It's amazing, you know. It's, I mean, your personality, everything is... Yeah, everybody's so straight up in Rochester, and no, they're not. Boy, don't don't say that. No, I mean not straight, but everybody's straight laced. Certain personality. Yeah, kind of like um... ultra shock when you come down here. Yeah. And I was just amazed to find out you were from there because I was listening to you for a while. Well, I was straight when I was up there, but uh, you know that's another story. Okay, listen, have a great day. It's good hearing from you. Hey, you too. Okay. Bye bye. And if anybody believes that, uh, they're really in the twilight zone. Straight as that broken arrow. Remember a chief broken arrow who called the other day? Okay, now what? Are you serious? They want to hear the launderer? I can't believe that. That somebody really want two of them want to hear that again? Boy, we ought to do an investigation on the taste. We ought to do have the taste bud police checking out the audience. There it goes, right down the old, <laughs> right down the little hole in the ground. I couldn't believe it. I heard Alice the other day talking about the tidy bull man. Is that incredible? Oh, Alice, come on, honey. Let's get serious. Boy, that child is really just, um, I don't even know how to say it. Be kind. Be nice. Okay, listen, we're going to take some more calls here. We're running out of time. This has been a very fast show, usually the day after a holiday. Even though I worked yesterday, yesterday was a pretty easy show, and we had a lot of calls, and everybody was in a pretty good mood. But usually the day after the holiday, and you come back, and it's uh, pretty grim. In fact, for a while there, do you remember that one point when the phones dropped off? After about 40 minutes or so, and it looked like it was going to be like last Thursday. Don't forget, by the way, the day after tomorrow is Thursday, so you can start rehearsing now for your bad behavior coming up on Thursday. Howard Ruff's Investment Advice. Okay, now the guy from Biscayne Gardens who called earlier, I appreciate the sentiment, but no, I do not want a copy of the Italian Stallion tape. Okay, I don't want the video with Sly Stallone. In fact, I don't want anything with Sly Stallone. Can you imagine him naked? Oh, God. Give us a break, will you? Speaking of Sly Stallone, though, I think that in, in honor of him, if I can find it, do you realize we need another carousel in here now? Boy, that'll get Yelton really upset. He'll have a nervous breakdown. I mean, we've got this thing so full that it's just unbelievable, and I can't find anything. I have to keep stalling in case you haven't already noticed. You'd have to be brain dead not to notice every time somebody calls us, can I hear this? And I just keep flicking this thing all over the place, and I just uh, can't find anything. We're just full of it. Okay, I'm going to take another call, and then I'll look for it while we're up. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Hi. Um, I'm going to prolong the coma of your audience for just a little bit. I want to talk about horse racing a minute. Okay. 
Well, we're almost out of time. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, uh, I'm 24 years old, and yeah. I know nothing about horse racing. And I hear you talking with uh, all these people with this horse lingo, and I don't understand anything. I was wondering if it would be too complicated once I get to a horse track to get into the betting, whatever. No, it's very easy. Really? I mean, very simple. Is there like an explanation in books or anything like that? In other words, you've never gone to a track? You never go to the dog track or to High Lie? Never. Are you serious? Yeah, and I don't have any friends who know about it either. Nobody? Nobody. Boy, I tell you, maybe we'll take an hour on the show one day, and we'll go into a, um, later this week, I think we'll do that. That's a good idea. Before Calder opens on Saturday, yeah. one day this week we'll do an hour. We'll get into answer all the questions. We'll get somebody on the phone, too. We'll get uh, some expert. Be, some... I mean, I'd hate to just sit there and panic. Oh, yeah, and, and blow your money, although I will tell you this. Exactly. There's such a thing as beginner's luck. There are a lot of people. Sometimes the less you know, the better you are. Really? Just pick numbers <laughs> or bet on names. Yeah. Alright. Oh, uh, the, uh, gentleman who sings the Vatican Rag and the Werner von Braun, who is that? Tom Lehrer, L-E-H-R-E-R. -E -E he was very big in the early 60s. Is there an album or something? There are three albums. One's called That Was the Year That Was, and the one's called An Evening Wasted with Tom Lehrer, and I forget what the third one's called. There are three albums. And if you go, like, into Peaches or one of the good record stores, if they don't have them, they can order them. Alright, great. Really good stuff. All right, well, I'm looking forward to the educational uh, horse racing thing. We'll do it for sure. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay, and those of you who don't like racing, you see, the thing about it is we don't have a family bill or a minor's bill in Florida yet. We're the only state in the country that has paramutual gambling, and we don't have any minor's bill. So unless you're over the age of 18, you can't get into the track, which is pathetic because you've got to make people fans when they're young, like in baseball, football, any sport. And horse racing, in addition to the gambling, is definitely a sport. So uh, we need to be on the air here promoting people getting out there and having a good time. It's not the idea that you're going to take your lifetime earnings and go out there and plunge your brains out. That comes a couple of months later after you get started. But in the beginning, you take a few bucks. It's entertainment. It's like going out and blowing a 100 bucks on dinner for two, right? At Burger King, something like that. Okay, I'm going to look over these numbers now. These are not the numbers for the track. These are the uh, ratings numbers. They do a month-by-month month up there in the Beltsville, Maryland. We shouldn't say arbitrage. They get real nervous if you say that. I never said it. I say arbitrage. I hear Marshall Moore talking about that all the time. Like when one company buys out another company, like um, General Electric buying out RCA, or, or Westinghouse buying up uh, radio stations, stuff like that. Sylvester Stallone stars in his most challenging role since Rhinestone. Yo, Mandy, and you came, and you gave without taking, and now you're friggin' dead. Stallone is Manilo in Barry, First Wimp, Part 1. It's a miracle. Canada Copa. Absolutely, yo. Copa Cabana with my Uzi. Rex Reed says, I love the costumes. Gene Siskel exclaims, four stars, yo, absolutely. Roger Ebert says, pass the popcorn. Uh -uh. Sylvester Stallone as the limp arm of the law. Barry, first wimp, part one. You're the disease, and I'm the cure. Yes, yo. And coming this summer. I know you are, but what a boy. Rudger Hauer in. I know you are, but what a boy. Pee Wee's Last Adventure. I know you are, but what a Okay.
Who is that, Brian Norcross again? I can't believe it. Let's leave him alone, all right? He's giving the neighborhood weather in uh, Ogis this week. Okay, 155 at WYNZ. Let's uh, do some real good calls here in the last couple of minutes, okay? Like at least one. Miami, hello. Yeah, Neil. Are you a good caller? I hope so. Okay. Uh, when I went to the University of Miami in the early 60s, or late 50s, I recall the Tom Lear records and Red Fox. Were they ever played on commercial radio? Now, that's a good question. I have no idea. Red Fox, in fact, in the beginning, uh, you could barely sell it in a record store. People used to have to sell it under the table. In fact, Pearl Williams called me on the air a few days ago. Remember her? No, I don't. Bell Barth and Pearl Williams oh, yeah. and Red Bell Fox. Barth. Yeah. And uh, she was talking about the fact that in the beginning, the record stores used to have them under the counter. You'd have to ask for them because uh, they were so risque that they were real nervous. So I, I doubt that there were too many stations playing them. Maybe later on in the 60s, obviously, that's when they started playing Tom Lear. Now, there's one record I wish you could get your hands on. Uh, I recall, and I think it was banned. Now, I don't know what authority has the, the right, maybe the FCC, to ban a record. It was it was a spoof on the Bible. I don't know if you recall. This is in the 50s when I went to Miami High School. I yeah. graduated in 56. Called in, it's in the book. The record is sort of half sung and half talked. It's about a you know, preacher. Never heard of that. No. It's in the book. No. Well, I'll do some calling around town and see if I can. Well, the, the be the, yeah, the best way to do it, call Peaches or... Uh... One of those record stores, they've got that big directory, and they can look up anything that's ever been recorded in there. They can find out for you instantly if it's uh, what label it's on, if it's still uh, you know in print. All right. You'd like to play that. I'm sure your listeners would enjoy it. Okay. Thank you, Neil. Thanks a lot. North Miami Beach, hello. Uh, Neil? Yes. Uh, I, uh, I've been listening to you, but I, for one hour now, I've been trying to get a hold of North Miami Beach Post Office because my uh, postman hadn't been here, and he said he'd be here Tuesday. I'm a shut-in. But I, I, I've got a check here going out for the VFW fundraiser. Yeah. And uh, so I can't get a hold of the post office up there. But anyway, I, I just and when it says down there for, I said thanks to Neil at WINC. Great. Because uh, I, it just burnt me up when they said that he went by there. And I called the gentleman was so nice to me. Great. And, and of course, I live in North Miami Beach and not, uh, you know, uh, too far from him. I said, by God, if I can't afford to give you $10, I sure, I sure can afford the, the $0.22 cent stamp. Uh, you know, it just burnt me up when they called there yesterday and, he, and he, this gentleman went by and they said, Oh, they changed their mind. Did you ever... Yeah, I can't believe that. Isn't that incredible to go all the way over to somebody's house and then say, well, I changed my I'm mind. Not only yeah. that, you I almost... sat here and cried all afternoon yeah. over it. Well, don't worry about it. We more than made up for it. We got him a lot of money yesterday. Well, I, I've got a $10 check here made out to the VFW fundraiser. Okay. Thanks for your help. All right, darling. Bye-bye. Yeah, I love you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay, a nice lady in the audience is sending me a copy of the record that that gentleman was just talking about. That's great. Boy, I'm telling you, this audience, as sharp as a razor, sharp as a razor's edge, you name it, they got it. One of the great things about this now, where we have the single windows, you can hear everybody talking in the other room. It's 